And welcome back to Scab Talk, everyone. Today's episode, we're going to be catching up on some little Tarkov news tidbits. Nothing too major this week, but we definitely want to get you caught up on all the news. Then we're going to jump into, is Labs worth playing? Me and Gigabeef have been playing Labs a little bit, and I think we got some interesting takes on that subject. And then we're going to catch up with the some of the content creators in Tarkov space have been talking about a extraction shooter coming out that's a bit of a different genre. I'm pretty uh, intrigued to talk about that. Then we're going to jump into Tarkov Science, Kappa Progress, and then what to do past Max Traders. Giga, how is the Tarkov grind? It's good. It's good. I mean, yeah, we made it to, I made it to 42, which is fantastic. <laughs> so now I could do whatever, and we'll talk about a bit of that at the end. So I've been doing, you know, this, that, and the other, but it's, you know, it's, it's cool. Now the... Now we can play the game, you know, as they say. That's the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how it goes. We can play the game now, how we how we want, which is fun. Um, I guess a bit of a lighter news week. Not nothing too 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 crazy outside of a couple of little bits and pieces. The first one being, it seems like Arena might get a wipe. I mean, I still have not really been touching Arena. Like based on, I think just what people have been talking about on Twitter and in general, the fact that Arena. I think it really is the, the biggest problem for Arena was the fact that Tarkov wiped so soon. I don't think yeah. it really got enough time to like, um, and I guess the state that it was released in, in terms of matchmaking and stuff, didn't really get enough time to like brew before Tarkov wipe came out and then everybody was playing that. So I think if you look at like the Twitch stats, I think it's quite rough um, as to how many people are like you know, streaming slash watching Arena. Um, I mean, that's that's assuming that people are actually swapping over their title. Like the number of times that I've played Arena with this normal Escape from Tarkov <laughs> listed as my category, yeah. you know, it's just I don't know because you can swap back and forth between the two games, and I always forget to change. Like because I never normally change games on Twitch, I always forget to change the game category, and people then come in like, "Oh, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong game." Um, that normally happens if I play something completely random <clears throat> because it doesn't happen too often. But anyway, it looks like there's going to be an Arena wipe soon because all of the presets are now unlocked. Um, so you could play any of them, and everybody's been given how much is it exactly? Because they've already ten. done two sets of this. It's like ten mil. Yeah. yeah, ten million. So they already did. I think they already gave everybody uh, five mil um, on the twentieth, and then they added. You know, they gave everything up to six hundred MP rating, and then now every class preset is available. So yeah, that seems to be it. I don't know whether that will entice people in. Maybe if you had zero money and you stopped because you stopped you. Ran out of money, you couldn't play kits, and maybe, but I don't think most people were in that position. So, being able to play like the high tier kits without grinding for them and having money that it doesn't really matter whether you win or lose or whatever, I don't think it'll really make too much difference for the time being. Yeah. Um, I was just looking up this poll here because I saw a poll from hmm. Crayon the Ki. I think I say his name right. He does like some Instagram slash. Twitter, like little graphics for Tarkov. Uh, check him out. He's got some really cool stuff. But um, he did a poll not too long ago. He's, if you stop playing Tarkov, why, or stop playing Tarkov Arena, why balance issues, technical problems, etc. Boring, no time for main game plus arena. So the options were I play Arena regularly, occasionally stop playing it, never tried. And 51.7% said stop playing. 27.8% said they never tried. 16% says occasionally. 4.6% says I play Arena regularly. This was back on the 18th of February, and I was kind of surprised that 
a quarter of like never tried it. Like I thought that number would have been much mm. smaller. <clears throat> but there might just be standard account people though that haven't bought it. This is true. I mean, this is I guess to be fair, this is only a thousand and seven hundred votes. So it's a mm. you know, a significantly small sample size of what likely is the larger Tarkov, you know, uh, yeah. community. This is kind of just their community, but even still, though, even, even still, still. kind of interesting. Yeah, which I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I personally think that the looting aspect and the survival aspect are like kind of the they go hand in hand with the Tarkov experience. Like, what, what would you know? Some people say I've heard people say this before. It's like you know. Uh, I hate the quest, man. The quest sucked, and then you know, it's like, yeah, well, but without the quest, like, you know, it wouldn't like wouldn't have that same feeling. It's like that's true, but the quests are really bad. <laughs> it's like that's also <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The quests give you meaning to want to go and grind. Right. It's a bit like what people say about arena, right? Like in arena, if you unlock everything, then you don't really feel like you want to play anymore. True. Even though it doesn't matter, like as so long as you're working towards a goal, no matter how meaningless then you still feel as if you're kind of compelled to like go and do the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like going into Tarkov like without any quest is like weird. It's a weird experience, partly because we're sort of trained into doing it, that always. It's like the most meta way to win in the game. You get the max traders and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But even still, just going in without a particular plan, it does feel odd. And so it sort of focuses the mind like you've got to go and do the thing. And yeah, Tarkov is a game that is... Uh, it's The quests are there... They kind of promote the action, you know? It's like, you have to go yeah. here, and you have to go there, and they push people around, and they stop it just becoming... I mean, I know it's a, a rat simulator a lot of the time, <laughs> but like that, it prevents people from doing that more, I would imagine, rather than just like chilling, sitting, whatever. Like You do have to go to this place, do this thing, and then you get a reward for it, Like no matter how meaningless. Maybe that's even just XP. Because, um, you know, people want more XP. Because so, you get your XP from the raid anyway, and then you also get your quest XP. So it's like, okay, well, I'm still working up the levels, and yada yada so you know the, the quest give meaning but yeah the quest could be improved mm-hmm. sure and people would then enjoy the game more probably rather than doing the quest because they're the only things that they really are to do um they give you some kind of structure i don't know it's a, a weird situation but um yeah anyway the uh, i was looking just now i just pulled up twitch tracker so like tarkov itself you look at um i'm just looking at like the daily the daily chart so this wipe it has been pretty healthy, actually. Like the this is Tarkov or Tarkov Arena. Yeah, well, I was looking at Tarkov itself. Um, I mean, right now the peak, the sort of seven day peak, is I guess obviously it's higher at the weekend. But let's say in the in the week, for example, it's probably like thirty five to forty thousand channels, something like that, and then like forty five thousand channels at the weekend, something along those lines, with viewership up to fifty k, thirty k. Right at the minute, like in the low periods, it's like fifteen k. But yeah, the peak I mean, peak periods very... is like yeah forty thousand or whatever, which is pretty healthy. Yeah. Um, Arena. I mean, the the problem with looking at it like this on the Twitch tracker is that you know if if one person like one big streamer swaps to Arena, right, the numbers like skew very very heavily. So yeah, that's true. It's a bit like the viewers follow the streamers. So it's like very like dependent upon just who decides to want to play. But it, that said, in the peak period, Tarkov Arena only has like seventy channels streaming, and. For those 70 channels, there's, you know, under a thousand viewers average uh, for all of those channels together, which is pretty rough, you know, like 
yesterday, the peak period was like 68 channels streaming arena with like 400 viewers total. <laughs> if you if you click it onto the seven day chart on the left. Oh, I see. Oh, there you, you can go. see. Yeah. You can see like how low it is. Um, and this is just, you know, it's this is arena end of wipe, but without any of the fixes that we talked about for the roadmap last time. So I don't know, like maybe I mean, wipe will be good and interesting and like ch the changes to the matchmaking should help because like right now, like there's not really much reason to play. You end up just like you end up in D forever, D plus forever, or you're like somebody who ground up to C and now you can only play with like a five stack. So the matchmaking's like fundamentally screwed up this first arena wipe, I guess this first season for arena. So maybe next time it'll be a bit more interesting because then you have to pick, this is what they were saying last time, right? You have to pick your, um, your tier first. And then you pick a kit within that tier. So you match make with the, within a tier, and then you pick a kit with, with that tier. So it's a bit more sort of fair. So, but yeah, the drop-off's quite brutal. And uh, we'll see. But I mean, also BSG haven't released any dates for any tournaments or anything. So no one's focusing on it right now, you know? I think people are more focused on like the community tournaments. I, I think there was some, um, was there a hunt tourney that was coming up soon? I think there was. Uh, let, me, let me see if I can find it. I'll have a look in the background. I'll have a look in the background to see if I can find it. I mean, just a bit of a specu speculative question for you. Like, let's say perfect scenario, you know, four months down the road, you know, in the year, whatever. The game wipes, start main game and the arena, and there's an, a tournament, you know, thing going on, whatever. You know, you, you it's like both, you got both equal footing to play either main game or or arena or both at the same time like you know what do you do in that case like i i don't know i, I would feel me personally i would feel way more incentivized to play i mean i haven't played arena at all so like obviously i'm gonna keep playing the main game <laughs> like i just yeah i thought about playing arena a little like recently just as like a brief thought to just like get better at aiming and shooting but um yeah, I just don't know. I just I just find it so hard. Like like at the if they're both gonna wipe at the same exact time, I just feel like more on average, more people are gonna play want to play the main game, unless of course you know by this hypothetical scenario I'm pitching that arena you can like somehow make money or like transfer loot to the main game or vice versa or whatever. Like you know what I mean? There's gonna be like something yeah. to like incentivize me to play arena that's gonna help me in the main game for me mm. to want to play arena. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, because like also, I find that at the moment, the way that it's set up, it, yeah, it's helpful sort of um, to play the main game like a bit, but you have to use like really weird kits, and you don't get to use the kit that you do in the main game. That's and as true. we know, in the main game, right, it's so important to keep like your your headset, the sights that you normally use, you know, all of this kind of stuff to keep it like as similar ish as you can. And you uh, players typically gravitate towards like similar kits. Whereas if you're having to use, you know, iron sights on this random thing with 45 round over like terrible mods and stuff, like it's weird. I, to be fair though, I haven't actually played Arena with the new recall system, so that might that might help. I'd be quite interested to to do that, honestly. I would be quite interested to do that to, for when the wipe comes through and be like, okay, let's play some Arena with the new recall, see how it feels, you know, test it out, all that kind of stuff with the new matchmaking. I think that might be might be more interesting, um, but we'll see. We will see. Yeah, so I just sent you a link over to the, the Hunt Premier tourney um, that is the 2nd and the 3rd of March. They've got some like quite big people 
actually. And this one's been sponsored by Init Audio, who I've seen sponsoring a few different people mm. up and down the Tarkov community in general, like people doing like sponsored streams and stuff for these guys. <coughs> and there's like, you know, <coughs> nearly 6k prize pool, which is cool. But, you know, they've got some like really stacked teams here. <laughs> some, uh, some big names playing in this thing. So going to be that this is obviously um like the ne this is uh, the thing is like it's, it's almost a shame that this is like the thing that people are focusing on for arena i wish psg would like announce the next one i think they said that they were well originally they said they were going to announce the next set of tourneys before the end of january or whatever but they haven't said anything and i think without something to focus people's minds people have just kind of forgotten about arena you know what i mean yeah i mean yeah especially with the main game being the center fold of attention and being so good with the amazing yeah, wipe everybody yeah. like and it's I, again it's not even necessarily arena's fault per se like obviously there's <laughs> things to fix it's but, tarkov's fault tarkov is just too good right yeah now. <laughs> kind of tarkov is like in a super state it's almost like the perfect like terrible storm for arena like mm -hmm. the the wipe came really soon after it launched yeah most people played it with the old recoil the wipe was insane so everyone wanted to play it there haven't been any tournaments announced. There's not really been that much marketing for Arena, really. It's like, oh, yeah, you can have 5 million rubles. Like, okay, well, that wasn't really the problem. That wasn't why people weren't playing. Right. So we're going to have to see whether people get more into it as the scene develops. Because like, they really need to, I don't know, I, I wish that they'd just done, like, more smaller tourneys or something to kind of just get pe more people involved. Because if there's going to be these huge, like, months and months and months of delays between each one, like, people are just not going to be interested and forget, right? Like, they need to foster a proper competitive scene to make it, more compelling to play at the top level, not just like, oh, you're top tier on the rank because you ground at a five stack and you keep getting matched against D pluses as a, um, you know, a B rank or an A rank or whatever, and you just just got twenty five MMR every time. Like it's it's just it's a silly silly situation. So we'll see, but I don't know. I think the pace needs to be improved a little bit, just in terms of reminding people it exists. They want it to be more successful. It doesn't even need to be development. Just something, you know, mm -hmm. in game stuff, events, whatever. Like. Tawny's, any anything, something. You can't just like sit there and just leave it because it's just going to die. I think otherwise. Yeah. Okay, so then the next thing um, for news, very oddly, I find I find this very very strange. The Tarkov boys have released BSG release the uh, official ammo sheet for patch fourteen. Now this is not the first time they've done this, but. It's the, it says the up-to-date spreadsheet of ammoing their characteristics in Escape from Tarkov. And there's a Google Doc. And there are some people praising it. Yeah, that's, that's fine. And they've done this before. But I think it's obviously a bit late, right? The wiki updates and no foods thing updates in like 48 hours at most. Yeah. <laughs> and you get all the information like straight away. So this document is not really necessary. Um, and as, as 95,000 people have said, and I agree with, Put it in the game. Yeah. You're gonna release the thing. Put it in the game. It's in arena. They've already done it. They've already put all the stuff in in the game in arena. So put it in the game. Put these things in the game. And yeah, you get to see lots of random stuff like you know durability burn and stuff that you don't get to see on the first wiki table. But if you drill down into any of the calibers, you can see the table of all the ammos within that particular caliber, and it shows you the burn rate and da da da, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I don't know. Um, I just find it a bit of an odd thing that they release it now in february like two months after the wipes happened when we anybody who wanted this information already has it it's a bit strange yeah i i mean i don't really <laughs> don't really have much notes it would be i think it's just like it's long overdue 
that they just put it in the game. I mean, surely the legwork is a lot less now that they've already done some, you know, already put in an arena. Can't imagine it's mm -hmm. that much more complicated than starting from scratch, but I could be completely wrong, of course. I am no yeah, expert. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to be, it's got to be slow. I mean, it's, it's either, it either helps, it either doesn't help at all, so it's a zero, or it's a small positive. Mm-hmm. At worst, having it in arena already mm -hmm. and having done it there, like maybe you can use some of it. I don't know. Like worst case, you can use nothing of it, but they've already done it themselves once, so they know <laughs> how to do it more easily. You know, they've got the experience for it. I guess. Like, I just don't think there's any excuse at this point not to put it in the game. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's that. I guess there was like there was one small piece of drama which was people were complaining about. So there's this ongoing issue where. Sometimes you get a back-end error when you do certain certain things. Most of the time, it doesn't matter. But there was somebody who, um, and we, I, yeah, we did. Now this, yeah, this happened after our last cast. Um, there was somebody who basically went through the full game, went and got Kappa, and then got back-end error collecting the. Oh, was it like handing? Yeah, it was turning in collector. Oh no! Got back-end error whilst turning in collector, <clears throat> and so basically the Kappa container never got delivered, but the collector quest is completed without rewards. And this has happened to various people um, for various things. You know, in some places it's more game breaking than others. You know, there's, I think so, I've like read a few responses and like there's some people who, um, like the worst, like one of the worst possible cases that can happen in is when it happens like really early wipe and you get blocked from ever opening up Jaeger. I think that is technically possible. You basically have to just like reset your account. Um, somebody got banned from buying the AXMC because they didn't get the unlock rewards for completing, you know, which, whichever quest it is now. I don't even know anymore. Um, so yeah, there's like there are some better or worse things that it could happen to, but yeah, for actual collector and not get your Kappa container is like really really rough. But the reason why the drama happened was basically because they sent a thing to BSG support, mm -hmm. being like, "Can I have my Kappa, please?" You can right. see this is bugged, and they said, no, and they said no. <laughs> so, I mean, they they basically they just said like, you know, we don't return items for in-game bugs. It's a beta. And, yeah, uh, I guess, and it's kind of yeah. I mean. I found it they're looking into it, but um, you know, I don't well, know whether yeah. the situation was actually resolved or not. I don't know, but like obviously with the community outcry, like not yeah you know, for normal stuff, like that's fine, you know, that's that, obviously that's fine. But for like really really important things, you know, the line has to be drawn somewhere. But the capital container is clearly a like somebody's gonna have to manually look at this. Like there's no there's no excuse for that. So hopefully they did fix it. I didn't actually see if there was any follow up, so I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, it's a. It's a good one. It's a good one, that one. That bug. <laughs> Dude, if it's... Like, yeah. Like, oh, man. If that happens to me, I I will actually uninstall Tarkov permanently. Like, just... <laughs> I mean, they'll do me a favor. It's quite rad, but yeah. <laughs> they'll be doing me no, a favor. No, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Finally escaped from Tarkov. Yeah. For real. Thanks, VSG. You did me a solid there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh. So yeah, I think that's I think that's it. I think that's the news. I think that's everything I, up to date. I think so. Oh. I think so. Um oh, one other thing. Uh the hmm. I saw a Reddit post or because <laughs> I was checking Reddit for like I was having server issues or something. I can't remember. Or maybe I got it in the email. Sometimes Reddit sends me emails of threads. Anyways, there was this like report of an FPS issue with a particular setting. And I was like, I was like, dude, there's just no way. And I looked into the thread, and it turns out, apparently, allegedly, I'll see if I can find the, the thread. 
Um, if if you have <laughs> auto vaulting turned on, you lose about like twenty to thirty percent frames. Like the video footage. I'll see if I can find the thread. Actually, Giga, why don't I multi? Because I'm bad at multitasking. Why don't you take this one? Because you actually did a video on this. I did. I did. Uh, yeah. So I did. I, I didn't. I didn't go completely crazy about the about the testing. I did do it in offline mode, which I know some people in the comments are like, "Really, the testing's in offline mode? Worth this video? <laughs> or it's all junk?" I'm just like, "Oh, come on, man." But um, I, I actually I did intend to do it on stream, and then I forgot basically. So you know, whatever. I was like, I'm not loading into a raid just to test this for like two seconds. Oh, I probably should have just done it on woods or whatever, naked or something. But anyway, yeah, I went to test it myself, and. Uh, yeah, it seems like if you have auto vault on, and the, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up was because I hadn't seen this anywhere other than Reddit. I only stumbled into it because I, yeah, I, because like, I go on Reddit like occasionally and I went on it and the top post was this one being like, yeah, if you turn auto vault on, like you lose like 20 frames or something. And I was like, holy crap, no way. <laughs> and um, and so I, I wanted to make a video about it anyway, because like, I don't know exactly how much overlap there is between the YouTube community and the reddit community but i wanted my people to know and i know that a lot of people don't frequent reddit because it's a toxic cesspool so yeah i made it into a video and i was like i actually had meant to be doing like a myth busting video anyway like i had it in the sort of in the back burner i was like slowly collecting stuff that i thought was interesting and this one i was like because i'm always like with that youtube thing we're always you know as creators we're like how do i make this like enticing to click on and then they, when this came through, I was just like, oh, this is perfect. This is like some random setting that like drops your FPS by like 20. Um, this is insane. So like most people have the hotkey on. Uh, they have they have it on hotkey, I should say. They have, most people have Vaulty on the hotkey because it's just easier. You get to control it more. You don't accidentally yeet yourself out of a window, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And um, and so, yeah, most people have it on on a specific hotkey, but some people do have it on auto because some people do prefer it and they just kind of work around it, I guess. If you're like near, near tall ledges and uh, that kind of thing. So in those situations, those people probably should turn it off. So if you're an auto vaulting user, consider turning it off and putting it on hockey, especially if you play streets because you lose a lot of frames. Like I went from 68 to 48, I think, and I was getting 30 FPS scoped with vaulting Ooh. on now i don't know exactly like yeah i don't know exactly how they've managed to code this but it's uh, it's like it's checking it's checking a lot whether you can vault or cannot vault and it doesn't seem to matter like i was prone for half the testing and it didn't you know it's still just like checking auto vault like i don't know way way too often um but the logic needs to improve for it clearly i mean i think they should probably just get rid of it honestly that's probably the easiest way just remove it and make people use hotkey i suppose yeah, but, or, the, or or fix it, I guess. But like, it's probably easy just to remove it. But for the time being, it probably should just be like removed, probably um, or, like grayed out or something, because it's like it is kind of bugged. Um, I guess I like, got the rest of the maps. You might not notice it's basically only streets, because like, <laughs> you know, twenty frames. It depends on what kind of rig you've got, but twenty frames on customs for a lot of people, like they won't necessarily notice. You know, if you're like ninety frames and seventy frames, like some people, like you probably wouldn't be able to tell. It depends, and it depends on your monitor too. But uh, yeah, and, and most people use hotkey, so it doesn't really matter. But anyway, yeah, it's true. It's true. Auto vaulting is uh, supremely bugged. <laughs> Someone's... And tanks your frames a lot. Someone said yesterday, I was talking about a chat, someone in chat said, that is the most Tarkov thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's... <laughs> no notes. 
perfectly yep. sums it up. Uh, so yeah, watch out for that. Uh, it's a shame because like I there is there is times where I feel like auto vaulting would be nice, but playing yeah. with it when initially it first came out, there was also times where this is annoying. I don't want you to auto vault in this very particular instance, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like manually vaulting over like little ledges is like really finicky. Whereas like when it's set to auto, sometimes. you just like spam your arrow keys or your you know WASD and it you know it does the job. Uh, so yeah. yeah you hit like a trigger point for the vault or whatever super easily. like so what, when i was testing it i was also doing some other stuff i've been doing like flashlight testing and that kind of things which we'll talk about in a bit but um i was in dorms there and i accidentally left it on from the testing and i didn't notice because i have lots of frames on customs normally so it doesn't matter especially inside dorms and um yeah like i was vaulting over that like you know that really really awkward like bed with the chairs and stuff mm-hmm. on the second floor mm-hmm. like it's just really annoying um that was like really easy with auto vault. And I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, this is really weird because I was pressing the hotkey and I was like, oh, this felt like way more smooth than normal. And then I was like, hang on a second. And I had auto already selected. And I was like, oh, okay. Like that actually probably is better with auto, that little yeah, section there. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. It's not worth the 20 frames. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not worth uh, Someone in chat reminded me and said, yeah, it reminds me of a bug a couple of wipes ago that caused your game to freeze every time you shot someone if you had a ton of active quests. It sounds exactly oh my like God, that. Yeah. Do you remember That's another when you had like pages of quests, and it's just like, was it a headshot? Did you, you know, <laughs> did you shoot this person in the left leg with a bolt action? Was it a, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, that was crazy yeah. too because that wipe was like, people thought it, shotguns were bugged because like you would spam someone and then like eventually they would just mm. like fall over. Like it, it was like you were lagging them or something. Like it was the weirdest yeah, thing, yeah. but it was actually just the quest checking. It was just like. The weirdest and experience. And with shotguns, it was terrible with buckshot because it happened like eight times. <laughs> right? Because each pellet was like causing the bug. So it was like, everyone was like, ah, 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 ah. It's like checking everyone's quests. Like, <laughs> so mad. A classic. So mad. But they fixed that. So, yeah. you know, I'm sure they could fix this. It's probably just someone who did it really lazily in the first place. And then they're just like, I'll just throw that together. I'll fix it later. Forgot or whatever. Got released with it. And it's just like, you know. When when you when you put auto vault on, it's actually mining Bitcoin on your PC. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? All right, so the labs. Let's talk labs. You've been playing labs. I've been playing labs. Have you found it? Um, pretty good actually. I so I had to kill raiders for one of my you know Kappa quests. It was just like six, but. You know, there's been a long desire to like properly play and learn labs. You know, it's always been something that I wanted to do. And initially, when I started playing Tarkov, you know, we got me and my friend group, we got into the labs phase and we did that for a bit. We had some pretty good raids, you know, it was fun. We were having a good time. And then, like, back to back, like, you know, twice or thrice, I can't remember, we ran into like blatant, like, speed hacking, aimbot, wallbot, pre fire, you know highly likely they were cheating right uh and we just kind of like killed any motivation we had to play labs anymore we were both kind of just like well let's not go labs anymore (laughs) so from pretty much then on i've like basically just had an eternal struggle of like wanting to go back and grind labs because it's like one of those Mm -hmm. things in tarkov it's like it's like the last bastion of 
things to do, you know, in the game. You know what I mean? It's like you done, you played the wipe so many times, you done this, achieve, you done that thing. You know, it's like I've mastered all these maps. It's like this is the last thing to conquer, right? So it's like kind of been one of those things, yeah. but I'm like, generally speaking, I'm a pretty like loss adverse person. Like I don't like losing. Hmm. Um, it makes it hard because I'm playing Tarkov, right? So, <laughs> so labs, it puts me off because it's also like, but I also want to have fun. It's like, I could see a world where labs is fun, but then it's like I have to like suffer through the notoriety that comes off labs, which is you know the hacking issue. So yeah, I I was like, all right, you know, I've been, you know, I want to do this. Let me do this. But before I do this, let me watch some videos and like try to really educate myself because I have like bits and pieces of like the map in my head, but not every little detail or even where loot's at, which is like kind of a big. Thing. You know, if I'm going to yeah. go to labs, I might as well, like, get loot. And especially nowadays, where they got these, like, GPS amplifier current converter, you know, these hideout items that you have to find on labs. They're only yeah. spun on labs. You need one for solar power. You need the GPS amplifier for, or whatever it's called, for the Intel Center 3. Um, so there's, like, an extra incentive to go, go there. And... So I watched, I think it was Johnny, I hope I'm saying their name right. You'll be able to correct me, Giga, hopefully. Johnny Busock, is that? Yeah, that their I name? think so, yeah. I think they're a Sherpa, and he had, like, two different labs videos. One was, like, just, like, a general-esque labs guide, and one was, like, a PvP guide. And man, was it helpful, because, like, he, like, just did a good job explaining it, and, like, one of the concepts that really stuck with me was, like, you know, when you spawn in... I mean, this is just, like, classic Tarkov, but it's, like, really true on labs, especially because the map is, like, I think it's kind of big. Like, it's bigger than a factory, for sure, but not, mm. you know, maybe, like, the something similar to the size of, like, the, just the Interchange Mall, right? Um, I wonder if it's even that size, though. It might, it's, yeah, I mean, it's probably even smaller than that, because the Interchange... it's quite a lot smaller, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe if you cut out, like, the Ollie, Goshen, and Idea... And just have like the center of the mall, and maybe yeah, it's like the middle section of the mall, S something kind of like that. I think like the weird thing about labs, I think functionally it is smaller, but com compared to interchange, I don't think it's actually unfair because the sight lines in interchange are just typically longer. So like the yeah. features on the map, it probably feels like <clears throat> the same kind of vibe. Yeah, like if you didn't have the if you didn't have idea and you didn't have Ollie and you just had the main center of the mall, like. That would kind of be like labs sort of like blown up by probably like one and a half or two times, probably two times mm -hmm. or something. But like, it's not like they were like labs is more dense with stuff. So yes. it's interchange is more like just oh, long corridors and there's like some shops here and there, or whatever. But labs is like really like twisty, lots of doors, like it's, it's complicated. So like the inf the sort of the, almost like the information density of the map is probably the it's... same as the inside of the mall of, of interchange. That's kind of how I think about it a bit. Yeah, it's definitely way more dense because like that's, I mean, that's one reason that like interchange is because. The once you're inside the mall, like there's just a lot of different routes, and mm. I don't know. I like I like the flanking, which a lot of labs feels like playing interchange. It's just way more like dense, as you said. You know, it's like like one of the feelings I can't quite get over. It's like when you're inside labs, like the main, you know, first floor, second floor, the big open areas. It's like every yeah. time I'm in like the center of like the the lab, the medical <laughs> areas, or like weapon testing. I just can't help but feel like I'm in the dead center of like interchange in between the two escalators, like in between Kiva and like 
just like in the middle of nowhere looting like i'm just gonna get shot from any direction it just it feels exactly like that um yeah it's it's weird right like i find laps has got a really strange vibe to it like if it's one of those i think it's almost one of those things in tarkov that ends up becoming um true again it's almost like the woods beach yeah because you're so exposed down in those areas and it's so obvious often you're actually kind of safe down there like weirdly like the number of times <laughs> right. i've been killed down there is actually not that high it's like you know you run along like the the the, the beach on woods mm-hmm. by the sawmill and it's like the most exposed like worst possible place to run ever but no one really goes there because like you can't see anything from there you know like yeah you get killed down there sometimes but like um often it's better to run through there than it is you know go around the around the edge and the thing about that labs is that I find that a lot of the people who like to PvP and play like regular PvP labs, they tend to stick around like the tight, twisty corridors and play it like factory. And look, people don't really like fighting in the big open areas. I think I think there's partly a, a reservation to do so um, because the way that raiders will just like beam you. You know, mm. if raiders like catch catch sight of you, they'll just kill you. So people tend to avoid those areas. People fight around like the keycard rooms primarily because yeah. of, like black card mostly probably but you know it's also just like the areas that people spawn in like server room over by red key card um and parking like hang a bit in hangar not so much but a bit in hangar i like i find that that those areas tend to like drive most of the pvp and people like to be yeah, people don't like feeling like they're gonna get shot from every single angle and so people stick to the corridors and stick to these like one-on-one fights and especially if you're like a giga chad that's how you win these things right because like you can kind of minimize the sightlines where you're going to get like randomly popped by some dude who you didn't even hear with a voodoo <laughs> versus being able to like outskill people and so i don't know in my experience like often it feels bad but often like not right at the beginning of a raid obviously mm-hmm. there's people moving around but like after the first sort of like couple of minutes it's like died down a little sometimes i've just like been wandering around down there like over by the dome and go to weapon testing just unlock the door you know chill casual <laughs> like people are doing other stuff they're not necessarily down there so I don't know. It's uh, it's a it's a weird one. Like, yeah, sometimes you get caught. But in my experience, I actually feel like I'm starting to get more comfortable being down there rather than in some of the other places. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's getting it's getting weird. Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. And this is one of the things he he was talking about in the video is like, you could loot, like you could spawn and loot the closest thing to you, but what good is that going to do you when someone is going to rush? that hot spot also and then you're at the fight while you're like a perfect example is like red room or slash you know violet it's like you could you mm-hmm. could spawn there run in there go in there and start looting then someone's gonna come by hear you or see that you're in there and now you're trapped in there and they have the outside advantage you know it's like they can start spamming nades yeah. you shared like all these tactics i was like okay it's much better to clear first and then start looting. like you cleared a map and then start looting and especially the biggest part was like knowing the spawns and I was like, oh my god, this is like the most Tarkov thing also, but this just like infinitely makes the map more playable. Because that was like one of the things I was fearing the most is like, I spawn in, it's like, okay, I, I don't want to move because I don't know where anyone's at or what's going on. Like, I just want to sit and like sound horror for a bit. But now that I know mm-hmm. the spawn, it's like, okay, this guy spawned down there. So I like, I spawned here, so I know there's a spawn down there. There's a spawn here. Black's here. I know there's probably gonna be a big fight here, converging here. Uh, this is a good spawn for me to go here and do this and that. Like, it makes it so much more, like, playable. Like, I can't, I can't even, like... Yeah. That, that was, like, the hugest thing for me was actually... Like, I need to actually go back and look at the wiki and, like, re-look at some of the spawns. Because I know, like, a mm. fair amount, but not all of them, obviously. And, yeah, it's just, like, wow. That just... 
because what it, what happens too inevitably like the less because there's only like what eight players max or is it ten like i can't remember eight, now eight to, yes it, it's not that many let me see if i can pull it up real quick it feels it feels like ten. Eight to I ten. Feel like eight's too low eight but to ten. yeah so the less play like if you let's say you get into a fight you kill a player and you know you, you see some other bodies maybe you kill two players what i don't you know i mean I, I don't know whatever point being is like the more the less if you if you're not taking out the competition then that gives especially early on that gives people more time to like move around the map in less predictable ways you know whereas like at the start yeah it's like I mean, almost every labs raid, there's like a giant fight over Black Room, right? So, like, if I see three dead bodies there, and I already killed a player, like, I know there's only three other, like, at, at most, or at least, there's three other players, right? And it makes it so much more, and, you know, some people just, like, maybe they're doing the guide, so they just got to get in, get out. Maybe they're, you know, found the item they need for the hideout, they just want to get out, you know whatever maybe someone's ratting the extract down at medical block you know <laughs> but yeah it makes it so yeah. much more playable and that's just been like massively huge but overall like yeah the maps the map is really cool like i said it reminds me of interchange which i really like it's like even an even better interchange like the mall experience the way you can like just flank different routes and you know it, it's just i don't know it's like i can feel it but it's also like the most sweat lord <laughs> experience at Tarkov ever. Plus she got the cheaters. Like I think I only ran into like one or two like in like my ten raids I did that day. Maybe like one or two like fairly mm-hmm. sus stuff. But again, it's like, you know, like one of them was like I peaked and I died and I didn't see anything. I look at the footage. I didn't see anything. Slow mo everything. It's like I don't know. Maybe he just had like some insane angle that I have no idea about. Maybe he was cheating you know who knows? But Overall, I think it's, like, one of those things that, like, it's worth trying, but you have, to, like, it's almost essential to, like, s- study before you go. And even then, like, the studying yeah. is only so good because you need some sort of, like, experience to relate to the studying you did, which, like, mm-hmm. if you have prior experience, it will help. But especially the videos that, like, they don't just show you a map and, and voiceover, they actually, like show you footage and a map like footage of them playing and a map like that helped a lot piecing together the the puzzle pieces yeah i should probably at this point go and watch like the pvp videos because i'm i pretty much know like again it's like there's some of the finer details of like certain specific areas with little angles through stuff that like i don't know about Mm -hmm. because i just don't play that often but like i know all of the routes around the map if that makes sense like some of, I, I have definitely have my favorite areas. I hate fighting around the keycard rooms because it's just like full of sweat lords. And it feels like, I feel like I'm just playing like school on PUBG, you know, it's just like, just drop in the hotspot and like 10% of the time you, <laughs> you know, you win the fight there and, and then you've got like all the loot ever. Um, but like most of the time you just get killed because even if you kill one, two, and somebody came into my chat actually while I was playing labs and being like, you know, I just wish it wasn't like this, you know, especially as a solo player. Um, yeah. You know, they're like, I, you know, labs is fine and the PVP is fine. And I can kill, like, one person, two people, but, like, I can't clear the lobby. Like, I will always die before I finish clearing everybody, right? Yeah. Like, I can kill one, I kill two, and then there's someone else comes, and then, I, and then I eventually die, right? It's, like, it's so hard to win, like, the Battle Royale that is labs, I find. It's, like, really tricky. I was watching you play. I was actually, I quite liked the way that you were doing it, to be honest. But oh, I feel thanks. that there's, like, two very, I think there's very two distinct ways of playing labs. 
and one which is like the way you were playing it, which I think was is a smart way of doing it, which is the like I'm hunting raiders. Like the I'm yeah. hunting raiders mode and I'm looting labs. That's a very specific type of playstyle. Like yes, you want to hunt players, but you don't need to put yourself at risk necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like you want to move around to the different the different hotspots and fight people, but you can like take good angles and because you're really kind of waiting the timer a bit because the raiders aren't there immediately. You have to like wait around for a little. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like that's the smart way. The way that I've been playing it is like the stupid way, but it, unfortunately, it's kind of the way you have to play it if you want specifically to get the hideout items, which is what I've been trying to do. And it's what I, or it's what I was trying to do. I did like a random stream after our last week's podcast, actually, because um, Very Bad Scav came in with like 2,000 people like 10 minutes before we finished. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll play some Tarkov. And I just played Labs for an hour. And then played yesterday all day. And I played, I think I played 10 raids. Or is it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven? No, I played twelve raids. Okay, I played twelve mm. raids. I found the um, the solar power one, the MCC. I found that literally in the very first raid. Um, in <clears throat> you know the office next to parking, like yes. next to the parking button room. I found it in there, yeah, and just like skedaddled out through the main elevator, which is quite good. Actually, that's another thing about labs is that there's a lot of extracts. Yeah. Which is very, very cool. Yeah, There's that's like true. Extracts everywhere, right? It's like you can go out of parking, out of hangar, out of med, out of cargo, out of main, out of sewer. There's like a billion extracts. Backpackless. Yeah, they all like <laughs> backpackless. Yeah, that's true. Um, And like, yeah, you do announce that you're going there a lot of the time mm-hmm. using the various buttons, but it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. But um, the, the problem with the MCC and the GPSA is that you need them for the hideout. You can get a run through. That's the one positive advantage about them because you're using them as a hideout like build item. You don't need it to be found in raid. But that's um, that's actually negated and cancelled out by the fact that you can't put it in your secure container. So it's actually yeah. functionally meaningless that it doesn't need to be found in raid because there's no way to get it out of raid without it being... Actually, no, that's not true because the run through. So you, you can get a run through with the items and not be found in raid and use it in the hideout. That's the, that's the one plus side. But you can't put them in the secure container. So you can't just like pistol run to the room, grab the item and stick it in your bum and then die. That doesn't work because you're not allowed to put them in there. You have to, and somebody did say in my chat, they did it like 20 times just literally with like a pistol and they just ran to the closest hotspot, looked, look, looked for it and died. They said, I just died 20 times in a row, eventually finally found it and didn't meet anyone and like went out of sewer or whatever. So I found mine on the first raid, but the issue is, is that it's not just like generic loot. It's a very specific item and they sell for a ton of money. And so people always loot them and like everybody needs to go and get them too. So everyone goes and checks all the spots because there aren't that many because it's the valuable spawns and they're checking them for other things as well. So everybody kind of picks them up and like, yes, you could go out for PvP, but a lot of the time people need these items and then they leave as soon as they've got them. And the problem is, is that you basically need to like rush to the hotspots where the valuable loot spawns are to get a chance of getting them first. Otherwise, you just kind of miss it and you only really get a chance to get, you know, a quarter to maybe a third of the spawns for these items before other people have like hoovered them up and the fights happened and they're like on the other side of the map and you can't get there in time. Like some people are saying like, yeah, you can get them on from PvP because of the fact that, you know, you can't put them in your secure. But it just it's just that much harder to do it. Like how many people then like wander around with the items in their backpack? Like some people do, but it's just tricky. So I find that trying to play that like rush play style, it's like you just don't survive many raids. It's like I'm gonna rush all the hotspots until I find the item, and I'm going to keep going through all the hotspots until either I run out of hotspots or I die. And usually, die is normally what happens first and foremost, which is quite unfortunate. So yeah, I found the MCC, but I didn't see the GPSA at all in the 12 raids that I played, or the 
three or four that I did on Friday either. So I'm like 15 raids. I found one MCC and no GPSA. Um, I will say it's quite funny that you said like, oh, you know, I only met like one or two cheaters in my 10 raids because I feel like that's quite a lot. I think because I never see cheaters normally. And the wipe that I did, I, I think it was last wipe or maybe it was the wipe before. It must, it must have been last wipe because that was the long wipe. Getting the MCC and the GPSA then. I played like a month of labs and it felt like mostly okay, actually. Um, but like yesterday, it was the first time in a long time that I felt very suspicious a lot of the time. I reported more people than I usually do by like a long way. Um, they have what I like, I have one here, which I just, I've just popped up like level 27 with 170 raids with a meta HK. 25 hours, by the way, in the game. <laughs> yeah. uh, white account. Got, like, I just got headshot instantly after jumping across like a, a little box type thing. I was like, okay. Um, and then I had like another encounter with, against Duo who just like, they just knew where I was like the whole time. Like they even like, they ran around the corner, chased me. I, I stopped and I don't know, I don't know whether they would have been able to know whether I'd stopped or whether I'd carried on running, but they knew exactly where I was, exactly which box I'd stopped behind. And they shot, they like didn't actually hit me, but shot like three shots next to me through the box and then just sat there and waited and just did nothing. And obviously when I stood up, I got instantly killed. But I was like, I just felt like, yeah. I just felt like people just knew, like there were so many situations where I was like, I can't tell. Like I had like most of the raids were okay. Um, some of them, I just didn't really see many people, but there was like, yeah, there were two that were like really like quite, you know, I'm sort of 70%. Because uh, you, you never know in Tarkov, you can never really be 90% plus. Unless they're like like flying around or whatever. Um, I had a couple of like unfortunate ones. I had a few that were like just a bit weird. Um, so there were probably like four weird encounters. Two of them were like explainable and like probably not cheating. And then two of them just felt like really blatant. But it just like yeah, it just sort of sours the experience a little bit. And it's like yeah, because you never really like uh, you just like I could I could peek this corner and then just instantly die for no reason. You know, it's like it's just yeah, it's just it's just a bit strange. Just a bit strange. So. Whether I'm going to carry on hunting for the other one, like I kind of wanted to do a day of it um, just to see. But yeah, I, I really need to get better at PvP there, uh, to be honest. Because even the fair fights that I had, like I did, I did like, I did kill some players, just not that many. Like, let's put it this way. Out of the 12 raids that I had, I only killed three people in total, mm -hmm. which was really quite low compared to like the last time I played labs. Yeah. And I survived three times, I think. Yeah, I survived three out of 12 raids, which is really not very good. And only in one of those raids I actually killed a player. So two of the raids I just didn't see anybody and just got out with like, because I was like, well, all the hotspots are looted. I can't find them. Like I've looted all the hotspots near me. I'll grab some items and we'll just leave to try and, you know, make some of the money back or whatever. Um, so it was like, it was quite, it was quite, it was quite bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was not very good. It was not very good. I mean, the last time, when I played on Friday last week, I did kill a three man with the MP7, which was quite fun. Um, oh no, not three, sorry, not a three man. I killed three players, but it was, I think it was like a, a solo and maybe two duos or something. So that was quite good with the MP7. But um, yeah, I just really struggled yesterday. Like I just had like so many really unfortunate fights. Like, you know, one of those ones where you shoot a guy, you reposition, you shoot a guy, you reposition, you shoot a guy, and then you both meet in the stairwell. Like he must be like completely messed up, whatever. I'm like flashlight in his face. He's got no flashlight on and he just like one shots you. And you're like, <laughs> oh no. And, like, and then like I did one around where you are now and on the map, like around the, like, the tiny little like medical building where there's the, there's like the medical like, temporary area um next to dome with 
you can get the MCC GPSA in there. And I like ambushed a duo out of there with a P90. Obviously, I had it on single. So like I had to like quite a few like really unfortunate moments as well as a couple of ones where I feel like I, you know, got scammed out of my death. And so it just felt it just felt quite it felt quite bad, actually, in general, uh-huh. playing laps this time. And I, I just think I need to improve my PvP. I just think I'm not very good at PvP on that map. Like I need to reconnect. I need to reconnect how the spawns like work properly. Like I know where where I am as soon as I spawn in, but I've not like got it into my complete like brain mm-hmm. when I'm spawning in, like, oh, this guy's gonna be here because of that spawn. Like I know where the spawns are. I just need to think a bit harder, I think. Um <laughs> But it's like, I think I'm blinded by like rushing the hotspots for these like items, you know, because like if I don't go and do it, then someone like then I'm only gonna be able to check like two spots because if I end up in a stupid fight with somebody early where I'm like waiting for them to come around and then I hear the audio and da da da. You're going to miss then, your oh, I finally get to Yeah, I finally get to go and check the cat table and I'm like, okay, well, I check the cat table and then I check the office next to it and then and parking button. And then it's like, okay, well, dark office is now completely looted. Mini meds looted completely. Like weapon testing is already open and looted it's like the whole rest of the map is just looted so i don't know like maybe i'll change my strategy a bit maybe i'll focus a bit more on pvp maybe i won't bother so much with the items individually i'll just focus on like playing the map and being like okay i'm gonna secure my area i'm gonna clear my area and then i'm mm-hmm. gonna like because i can i can stop if i spawn over by parking or you know red room or whatever i can stop somebody from going to loot those those bits yeah. if they do loot the item then i can kill them and they will have it in the in their bag so you know, that's that's fine. So maybe I just need to focus on those areas and not be like trying to, you know, oh, I need to reach every spawn every time I, you know, play. Because that's genuinely just getting me killed, honestly. Like I got killed so many times just like trying random stuff and like, you know, running into somebody who I knew was basically camping and like went for the body and obviously got shot in the head and like stuff like this. Just like being, I'm just like kind of being greedy with the territory on labs, I think, and like just running around too much, playing it too like Shift W. Because when I was watching you play, mm-hmm. this is kind of alluding to what I was saying before, when I watched you play, like you were there till like nearly the end of the raid quite a few times and just like repositioning and like taking a few shots at people and then like completely moving around the whole map and like coming from a different angle um, and all that kind of stuff, which I think is really important because if you don't do those like big flanks, people know exactly where you are because unlike Interchange, the audio range on, in a lot of the areas, you can just hear where people are. And so you can't really flank. Like if you if somebody's in parking, like it's very hard to actually like get to them. Like they'll hear you coming up the stairs. They'll hear you coming up the the stairs in the lobby. They'll hear you coming along the corridor from yellow. And it's just uh, it's just tough. So you have to be like a long way away. Because I was like red dot all session. Mm. Um, and I really think I should try to like swap over to a bit more of a like medium range play style. Let people run into me. Like yeah, being a bit more campy because you know run and gun is fine but it's you know it doesn't work as well for me um partly because of skill partly just because of like in lack of experience on that map you know whatever um so i think i need to shift the playstyle a little bit for for that and just just be comfortable with only checking you know a small subset of the spawns each time but with a higher percentage chance of actually getting out with whatever that spawn had in it yeah yeah because i mean i i think that is that's kind of what I think it ultimately, maybe not ultimately, but one of my takeaways is like, if I can clear out my section of the map, then I know it's highly likely I'll be able to check the spawns within this vicinity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, which was kind of like yeah. the takeaway yeah. from that video. I was, at least for me personally, what I, what I took away from it. And um, I quite like how you can't put the items in your container because it really changed. Like it's, it's odd. 
because it's like like it's so clearly deliberate and it's like this doesn't this logic doesn't follow any other items in the game you know what i mean yeah except for like you know helmets uh guns you know the rigs but like the rusted bloody key right but, well yeah yeah i mean that's another one that's another random one yeah. yeah yeah which like that's kind of an outlier right but but mm-hmm. to my point is like it really changes the incentives like for example one one raid i had rat- basically ratted this guy over by button room where you uh parking yeah. garage button mm-hmm. uh next like opposite side of yellow and um i killed him and i was like man he he prop like he was like a pistoling i was like he probably had something good because he was like sprinting towards the stairs so i like you know once i heard him sprinting i uncrouch walked and like pushed out and and pre-fired and got him i was like he probably had something good i saw he had the uh the circuit board that's used in the ledx craft i I don't Mm. know the name of it i was like oh this is like basically a ledx you know but i have to like get out with it you can't put in your butt so i was like i I instantly was like i'm gonna sprint to the extract (laughs) which was a crucial mistake because during that session i think i had spawned somewhere underground and i made my way up to like parking or whatever um and i got shot at underground this is like one of the things i didn't i didn't know the spawn the spawns Mm -hmm. underground so like i probably ran past someone spawn that shot at me but I ran back towards where I came from, and then the guy was like right there. You know, he was also like crabbing. Oh, and yeah. I, <laughs> he got me. I was like, dang it. I should have like I actually should have took parking extract because that was what he opened with um the the person that I killed. But it mm-hmm. yeah, it really changes like it's kind of like doing some quest on uh you know, Tarkov, like I don't know, uh Golden Pocket Watch. It's kind of like that. Like it has that same vibe. Like you gotta you can't just like like, it's weird. If I get, like, I loot a black room once, uncontested somehow. I don't know how that happened, but I did. And I found, like, a Ledex and a bunch of stems. And I had, like, I specifically brought in a, an injector case that was empty. So I had, like, two injector cases. One that has, like, my normal loadout. And then the other one that's empty yeah, yeah. just to put <laughs> stems in from black. Yeah. And I had a Ledex in my butt. So it's like, okay, you know, I could kind of just, like, do whatever. And this is a W. I mean, yeah, getting out alive with the Ledex would be nice. You know, I could, like, sell in a flea or whatever, but, like, I'm gonna, like, I primarily, I, I'm gonna, for me, like, I want another thick case, so, like, either way, it's kind of like a win, right? I could just use it in a barter if I die or not, but, yeah, it, oh, it, yeah, it really changes the, the incentives, you know, so, it's, I like, I quite like that, like, I, I kind of wish there was more of that, but the, I understand that people don't, like, it kind of sucks the way they did it. It's like, okay, you want to upgrade the hideout to max? Go labs. It's like, um... <laughs> yeah, it does a bit. I mean, it's not necessary by any means. Like, somebody was asking in my Discord, you know, is it is it worth getting, um, getting all of this stuff? Mm. And I was like, well... They're like, oh, I'm going to hemorrhage money like going there, but like, is it worth it for the items? I'm like, the problem is, at that point... You're kind of deciding between, like, do I finish the wipe with 25 mil or, like, 55 mil? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, Intel Center, your scav is quicker, you know, quicker cooldown. But more importantly, you get less flea market fee. Yeah. So that just implicitly makes you money. And then, you know, the other one, like, you don't have to spend fuel anymore and you can get loads of graphics cards in there. But again, that's like a, you know, return on investment payback. That probably happens at the end of the wipe. You're spending money now that you could spend on other stuff that you're then going to have loads of money at the end. 
where you probably don't really care or need it anymore. Mm. So it's like, is it worth it? Like, probably not really. Um, like, I don't really like Glass Wipe. I think I may, maybe I did get them both one, like one wipe, and then Last Wipe, I only got the Intel one, and then this wipe, I maybe only were going to get the MCC. I'm not really sure. Have you found them yet? Have you, no. like, because you've not really been looking for them? Okay. No, I mean, they were like side quests, but yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, you kind of have to be looking for them specifically and play like quite a bit. Like, as I said, when I did that original video about it, it took me 50 raids to get both mm-hmm. when I did it first. I played labs for, because, you know, I don't stream that much. So I, I played labs for literally a month. I played it for four weeks straight and did 50 raids, I think, over those four weeks. Doesn't sound like that many, but um, maybe I did some other stuff in between. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it took a long time. And so I'm, you know, I'm like 15 raids deep and I found one of them now, which is, yeah, about right. But like, I think it's, I'm dying in a lot of these raids. Like, yeah, I'm checking the hotspots, but I'm dying in them anyway. I'm like, I'm just not seeing those items, which is, yeah. It's just pretty crazy. But yeah, I need to definitely work on the PMC spawns. Like, it's so important. Um, like, I know I know that I spawn in all of the places. So it's like, I know where they are because I've been in them all. I just need to then, like, cross-reference that with, like, when I load in, being able to go and kill people. And one of the issues I find with Labs, too, is that there's kind of two types of players that play there. There's either, like, decent players who play in duos and then, like, unholy chads who play on their own. <laughs> and it's, like, actually quite hard to fight a lot of these people, I find. Like, um... I don't know, especially when you're playing like very gung ho, because fighting against like two, yeah, fighting against two people of sort of similar ish or maybe like higher skill than myself is like extremely hard. <laughs> like very, very, very difficult to fight against a duo by yourself. So how did you find the actual PvP when you're playing? You're playing solo, right, the whole time. Yeah, um, it was a mixed bag. I mean, uh, like I said, outside of, like the one death where like I peaked and just got. It's like they didn't even see the guy and died. I mean, that was kind of unfortunate, but um, it was kind of a, I mean, never, really nothing too crazy. I, not that I can recall. I guess that's the difference between like the medium, like the medium range play style versus like the short range. Because in short range, it's very hard to kill two people like point blank because you've got both of them shooting yeah, at you, basically. Yeah. Like, you, you have to like have the cover like really well sorted, otherwise, you just die. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of rough. Kind of rough. Yeah, I, I think I just need to do that. I just need to lengthen out my engagements a bit. Use something. Well, what weapons have you been using, actually? That's an interesting one. Yeah. Um. So I was looking through, trying to, like, come up with some, like, very... That's actually another fun thought process is, like, what what kit do I bring? Because you can't mm. insure, right? There's no insurance. If you didn't know that, there is no insurance. So, like, you don't want to bring stuff that you already insure because it feels like you're wasting it you know so i was like mm-hmm. okay what, what what kits can i buy and purchase that are going to be like most efficient so i just figured you know the face shield from ragman 4 the the shattered mask you know it's just level one armor it's eight <laughs> eight thousand rubles it's dirt cheap i mean you know it's probably never gonna save me but i think it has high ricochet chance or ricochet chance whatever um and like a rig a class five front plate something like this right but maybe class four whatever i got lying around but mainly as far as weapons goes um i've just been trying to find like what's very you know low cost high effective the aug obviously fits that bill i'm you know kind of like avoiding using the aug because i just you know i like the use more than one gun um aks 34u is like pretty cheap and i got a ton of like that caliber ammo to like just burn up um there's a build i got 
Let's see if I can pull it up. Oh yeah, I just I just got to type in labs. Yeah, this one it's like unsuppressed. You know, throw in a red dot. Of it's RRD muzzle, any old foregrip, a sixty rounder, uh, butt pad on the uh, oh, which which one's that? The PT one, mm-hmm. and then oh, it's the special handguard. Is that the special one? The XRSC, yeah, yeah. The one that gives you the rear like rail as well. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um. There's a P90 with the P90 barter. Like, there's actually a... I like that one. I use that one quite a bit. Yeah, there's actually a lot of builds here that are just, like, unsuppressed. Just because, like, I'm just mainly trying to kill raiders. And then, like, as a side bonus, get some loot. Maybe the more value, like, the those hideout items. Uh, so, like, the yeah. unsuppressed P90 barter, I think, is good. Like, you slap on a, a scope on it. Um... Like that's really cheap. Two military okay. cables. It's yeah. like 60k or something, 60, 70k. Like you can't put a suppressor on the long barrel mm-hmm. that it comes with, which is kind of strange. But if you don't care about that, then it's really cheap. Yeah. Um MP. I haven't like tried the MP5 or MPX, but like those were ones that I was looking at. They're an SKS. I but I I don't think I actually killed anyone the times I used it. Um because like I was killed with an SKS actually one time. I think it's pretty good. I mean, there's a barter for it that's, like, fine. Um, I think it's all mechanic. Like, a lot of these were, like, barters. Like, what's going to be, like, cheapest ruble? Uh, I think it's this one. Yeah, three weapon parts, which I think is cheaper than just buying it and then buying the parts individually. Because it basically comes with everything you need. This is the build they tried to nerf, I think. This is yeah. why they tried to nerf the SKS. I think it's because of this one. Because that was like really low recoil. Like, what's the recoil on the base model? Seventy that doing, right there. That's like really low. Yeah, I mean, you, you can forego a suppressor. Like, I think with a suppressor, you get it down to sixty. Yeah, and you can forego the suppressor mm-hmm. and slap on a one of these like AK devices that gets it down to fifty three, if you really cool. want to. Yeah, but you're unsuppressed then. And I figured with like a semi-auto. Let's go suppress and put on a, a 4X, you know. Makes more sense to me. Yeah, it feels like, you know, if you're shooting once or twice, being suppressed has more value than if you're full auto. Yeah. You know, because, like, That's if someone's going... Like, you could still... You can kind of work it out. Whereas, it's the same with, like, Balti sometimes. You know, you hear just, like, the go off one time. And even though... Even if it's suppressed, or even if even if you could hear it, because it was only one shot, sometimes by the time you, like, try to tune your ear to it, you're like, oh, I, I've lost it now. I don't know what direction that actually was in. So it does work. SA, did you try that? Yeah, I tried that. I mean, it, it felt okay. This one's also a mechanic barter. Um, it's it's okay. It's hmm. it's a little bit more pricier, but it's the one, the long one. Uh, the SA58 PBR. It's two Nick Swords, one Rat Poison. You get a... So what I did is I just kind of like swapped it up a bit. I, I'm just going to keep the... Maybe I'll just sell the hybrids because i'm really not using it anymore but you you get a yeah. hybrid that you could use for like sniping on a different quest slash loadout but it comes with mm-hmm. some decent parts and i just kind of like was like okay i'll just slap in a 20 and then for this one i actually skipped suppression and i just put on the red break for like 20k on the flea um not even the bmd not even the bmd it's, so it's scassy it's like 40 50k with everything on there yeah. like i'm trying to like get low input Maximum return. Trying to find that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one other one that I haven't tried out. That's a definitely meme territory, but 
It's just let me cook, okay? Let me cook. All right. <laughs> the Sega Nine Carbine. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, really. Yeah, I've got. I got a ton of the what? What is the ammo called? P P B P M B P B P B P P B P. Yeah, I've been crafting a ton yeah. of it. I haven't used it. I keep saying, "Oh, I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna use a vector." Blah blah. blah. But I thought I was like, wait a minute, this thing's like fairly accurate, like 2.4 MOA. It's like dirt cheap. What if I do this and get like a 4X on it and then like become tower and like learn the oh, calibration yeah. where, you know, because the, the further oh. you're out, the more the higher the bullet goes above the, the crosshair. And then like I just snipe people with this thing from like afar. <laughs> it's probably god awful, but let me cook also <laughs> yeah who let bro cook <laughs> i'm not sure about this i haven't tried it yet but it's it's something you know i wonder i wonder i wonder if the stm is any bit what were you gonna say i was gonna say i wonder if the ash 12 is any good now that you can buy ps12b the problem i think the answer is probably no but <laughs> the problem with the s12 is from my kill a hunting experience is no matter what you do to it, it has zero arm stamina. Well, I guess yeah. if you don't do the, very heavy. I guess if you don't do the suppressor and you put and you use ten rounders, it has better arm stamina. But like it has low ergo and like it just I don't know I I don't like the ash like it just doesn't feel good. To, it's so heavy. The thing weighs like eight <laughs> kilograms. Like it's just. <laughs> it's so i don't know i don't really like it but if, it if you like default. it the default one is 6k that's with no ammo <laughs> six kilograms and then with the suppressor it's like 6.6 .6 kilos yeah it's pretty it's pretty goofy 100 recoil you can one tap people with it though yeah you can i might try it like a dmr i don't know you could on, you on could labs like it. the the lot the medium distance on labs is not like too bad it's like uh because it's it's only 288 muzzle velocity right it's like really slow the bullets are super slow <laughs> which makes it kind of awkward but if you're not firing like too far like on labs how far are you legitimately firing like 60 meters it can't be that can't be that far right yeah something like that i mean honestly the, I'm get, the I'm get... like out to 100 even a little bit more it still goes it's just very delayed. It's very slow, but it still fires on point for me in my experience. Yeah, I mean, it should. It should do. Um, let's go and have a look. Ash 12. So it's got, it's calibrated for PS12, which is, which is fine because I think PS12 is 285 meters per second and PS12B is 300. So they're all subsonic. Which helps because it's a, because it's calibrated for subsonic round. Right. The fact that the S12B is subsonic doesn't matter because the speed is similar. So it's this comes back to this usual thing of the zeroing is set for one specific round, and if the bullet, if the PS12B bullet is like very similar, then yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Um, I was gonna like I'm gonna like wander around a few places and just see. So if you're like down in the med corridor, you're fighting someone at the other end. That's like yeah, that's only like fifty meters. Yeah, because labs is just it's not that far, right? And no. at that point, three hundred meters per second doesn't really matter because that's what like a sixth of a second or something to go from you to to them. That's not too bad. Um, like eighty meters. That's yeah. That's like down past like the black room, like main corridor. If like I'm out in the open area over by like the mini medical room, and I'm like actually yeah, let's just look one side of the main area to the next. 
Go and see. One stairwell to the other. And over here to the far corner. Uh, yeah, again, it's like 70 meters. All the way to the end of there is like 85. Like, it's not that bad. Like, 100 meters is basically as far as you're firing on Yeah, that. probably. So, I think, so maybe it's okay. And if you use, like, a DMR, just put it on single. You've always got the fun switch if you, you know, if you need, really need it. Um, and then, like, you probably, I don't know, like, what do you do? Do you, do you stick yourself with a Mildonin at the start of the raid? Do you, like, I mean, you use could, it? Yeah. SJ6 is kind of a bit short, I think. I think Mildonin's probably... Yeah. Probably a good idea. I mean, they're usually like only 40k, which I mean isn't cheap by any means, but out of the stems yeah. that are popular, it's reasonably, I mean, it's reasonably priced for what you get too, because it's like 900 seconds of like bonus strength and endurance. Is it 10 or is it 20 for each? I actually have it here. 10 strength, 20 endurance, but it's the, yeah, you get that half a tick of stamina recovery rate. Yeah. Which affects, which affects arms yeah. as well, which is why it's important. Because like, 3 BTG gives you plus 1, but it's only 240 seconds. Mm -hmm. This is the issue. Um, I guess you could use, do you get it from something else? Technically, uh, 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 oh, it's only 25% chance. Yeah, don't use Abdalbos 1. Not a good idea. Yeah, maybe Muldone is a, a good one as well, because then you've got slightly more arm stamina. Um, you're not fighting that far. But then you've got the beauty of the fact that PS12B deals 102 damage, so you hit them, like, it is just one-tapping thoraxes, like, left, right, and center. But the problem, that, the problem with it is that the recall sucks, and you don't want to be fighting in CQB with it, really, because you'll, you'll lose to somebody who two-shots thorax, is the issue. Like, I've, I've been there in that situation as well, and it's just, uh, it's just, it's a bad time, right? Because... One tapping somebody's thorax on the unarmored bit just doesn't make up for the low rate of fire and the high recall in this patch, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I feel that sentiment as well. So I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to set an alarm to buy some PS12. Maybe I try it next stream. You know, buy a load of PS12 ammo, buy some Ash12s because mm -hmm. you actually have to really set up and prepare for these things. The ammo is scarce. Like I can't just go on the stream and be like, right, today we're gonna use the Ash12. Okay, where's the? Oh, it's it's out of stock. Yeah. Uh, anything else for labs? Uh, not for now. I think that's I think that's it for the minute. I just need to get I need to get good. Honestly, I, the minute I am not good and I'm bad, and uh, I need to look at the spawns more and think about it a bit more, and maybe watch some videos. I probably should watch the videos. I think that's useful because watching other people play is really helpful because they go to areas that they're comfortable in that you're not comfortable in. You know? Yeah. Like I tend to find myself most comfortable around parking button, and. Maybe the dark offices. I hate the keycard areas. Underground, I'm not too bad, but I, I don't tend to fight people down underground that much, but I quite like underground. Um, and some of the middle areas, the bit, there's like the bit over by the kitchen that I don't mind. I quite like that area, and the bit by cat room and stuff. Like, I, I still die there all the time, but that's probably my favorite section by red and, and parking. Like those, those little bits. But yeah, some of the other bits, like all the keycard room areas, they just scare the hell out of me. Server room, like both floors with the, with the keycard rooms, they're just like, they're just terrifying. Honestly, like every time I go there, it's just like I just get murdered, I get murdered by chads every time. I guess one other thing to mention about labs that was pretty, you know, very helpful. Um, just previously, the only place I was really comfortable was the underground bit by the medical mm -hmm. elevator. <laughs> that was kind of it because that's that was what we would do. We would go down there. It's okay, okay. How do we get underground? Okay, how do we path these tunnels to get to the place? Okay, we're here hit the two buttons, the one in, like, underground server, and then the one in, like, the cage area, which is, yeah. like, G and O. I don't remember which one's which. And, you know, fight raiders, and then extract and leave. That's all we did. But yeah. now that I know 
of, you know, I don't know all of them, but I know like Sector G, I hear that on the announcement because that's the that's the one interesting thing is like to, to take the extracts, pretty much all of them, you have to like hit a switch to activate it. And when you do that, it will play a message over. It's like a lady saying, Sector, oh, it's like, Sector G. And you know that, oh, okay, that means that someone's here. They hit this button, and now this extract is open. Then you got to go up to the elevator. You hit the button that calls the elevator. Boom, you go. And that was like really helpful because, like, I hear that. It's like, oh, I know someone's there now, you know? So it's like, that can account for like a player on the map. And that's like, oh, now I know this extract's available because that extract will always be open now. You just got to go call the mm-hmm. elevator. And that, that, that was pretty helpful. Like, I need to learn the rest because there's like sector R, but she says R in like a very different way. Like, it's like, yeah, almost like at the yeah. back of the. Like sector or, like or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, sector or. Yeah, yeah. I I literally have it up on a set because I can never remember. <laughs> I literally have the list up on a on my other monitor on the side. Yeah. So it's like cargo elevator G, hangar gate B, main elevator R, medical block elevator O, and parking gate sector Y. And I always forget, so I always just have it there. I should just I should just learn it so that I don't have to have it up because there's not that many. It's not that and many. And I'm always just like, wait, which one is that? Um, and what I need to do is I need to make a little mnemonic for myself. That's the way that I always remember. So I need to like I need Ooh, to associate something idea. with it. So like, what what about why is like parking? And the the thing, the thing I find about this is like one. This is like a funny memory trick. This is completely unrelated to Tarkov. <laughs> it's like if you need to remember like random stuff, often you can you can remember it just by like this association thing. Like it depends on how your brain works. But I do find that this trick works for me. But you have to think about it a bit. So like. Be like sector Y and think like, you know, what, what about like Y looks like a car or parking or something and like make some associate, like it doesn't, it, and it doesn't even matter how stupid it is, but that's the thing that you remember it by. And then like me- medical elevator, like, oh, you know, sector O, O looks like what, like an artery or something. So that's medical. So that's got to be like, you know, that's the medical elevator. Like main elevator is, uh, is an R, but an R or a hangar gates B. Like as long as you can link back each one, then you'll remember which is which, like no matter how stupid it is. <laughs> Sometimes the more stupid it is, the better it is. Actually, I'm coming up with stupid ideas in my head right now, and I think it's working. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's uh, a good way of doing it. I actually used that to learn. I don't need to do it that much anymore, but like I used it to learn the names of the presets and what was in them for the arena tourney. Oh my gosh! When I was doing the hosting, because like I was literally just confronted with a spreadsheet of like sixty presets that I've literally never seen before, Uh never played the game. And I'm just like, how am I going to remember all this stuff? So I like wrote them all out and I was like, okay, this is this one. This is this one. At least it's like the main gun and stuff. And, um, and kind of did it that way. Cause I was like, I'm never going to remember this otherwise. Cause I can't actually, I can't like learn by experience. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to like learn it some other way. So that does work well for me at least. It's a nice little trick. Uh, also for people's names. If somebody introduces them themselves and says like, oh, hi, I'm whoever. If you can like think up something quickly in that association, then it stops you from instantly forgetting it. Cause I'm like an instant name forgetter. Like they Same, say their yeah. name, but I'm not really listening. Yeah. So it's just like, it flows over <laughs> me and then it's gone. If you can set up the association right then, then you can remember, retain somebody's name from the first meeting, which is quite useful, but you then have to remember to do it, which I also forget to do. So <laughs> anyway. Uh, I want that aside. I, I wanted to jump to a, a completely like just skip around a bit just because it fits in nicely. Um, mm-hmm. Contact four is OP. I've been hearing this sentiment sentiments a lot, and I have some thoughts. So I actually used it recently, 
and on interchange actually and oh my god it was just like kind of like crazy because i've been pretty much using tech sports like 95 percent of the time 90 percent. sometimes i'll use the rack twos and like some of these helmets mm-hmm. that can go in just because like i got the helmet for like cluster war and it's like i don't really want to just vendor it so i'll just slap some rack twos in and use it and um they feel about the same as tech sports but the the hype the uh, the contact fours man it's like the extra distance and like the clarity you can hear stuff is just really crazy like it doesn't sound i'm using the wrong verbiage here to describe <laughs> poor choice of words it doesn't feel like you when you look at the numbers it doesn't seem like it's that much of a difference but like in practice it's actually kind of crazy how different it is because it's like you get that extra five or ten so meters of like hearing distance and it's like wow i can actually like set up on this person or like reposition and it's like it's kind of insane and it, when you think about it it's like it gives you an upper hand and the most like like okay i this is this is kind of the conundrum right it's like okay they're very expensive 200k right now on the market and it's like, is that really worth then like a tax sport that's going for like 40, 50 or like content or whatever, whatever you, your headsets that you get. It's like standard price, right? Is this worth like 5x the investment? Or I could just spend that on armor. But like when you think about it, it's like, what are you really getting? On the context, you're not getting protection, but you're getting like information, which is like, hmm. e- like I would say arguably way more valuable but you kind of you kind of see it however you want, but I just feel like that information advantage is way like I was I was thinking about this like man, I'm I might just be it might just be worth going into labs of like the cheapest class four armor and these headsets and that's it <laughs> like a gun right like that's <laughs> it like like even like regular raids too it's like it's kind of crazy how. Like in my limited experience, especially on interchange, because I, I I play a fair amount of interchange, um, mm. this wipe a bit, and then mostly previous wipes. So I kind of have like this already sound map built in my mind of like where I should hear people. But I was like, I was like at the donuts near Emercom and the uh the 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 what what's that that clothing store for the quest on Goshen side, not avocado on the opposite side. Is it trend or the one where we did that testing at with the armor on interchange and your videos, that little donut section. Yeah, that one. I was like there ish, but like moving, moving towards one of the center of the mall. And I could hear people all the way in. Like I heard like a scav in like, um, uh, by the, the, uh, idea coming up like the escalators. Like I heard them like voice line and like shoot at someone. Like, I heard the voice line, and then I heard him shoot at someone. I was like, dude, that's insane. Like, because he came up from the underground bit of the escalators and, and voice line. And, like, normally, I wouldn't hear them till, like, they're going down the hallway to come towards, like... Like, it was just crazy, dude. It was, like, so insane. Like, the stuff I was hearing where, like, in my experience, I normally feel like I never would have heard that. Maybe this is all just placebo, but I, I swear it's, like... It it was a huge like mind opening experience. What's been your experience? Have you used them at all? I have used them. Yeah, I've used them a bit. Uh, I don't use them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I probably should. I think it depends on how you're playing. I think interchange is the perfect map for them for the reasons we were talking about before. In that the features of the map are quite stretched out and elongated, and 
it's mm. deceptive. Interchange is deceptive in how long range the fights are most of the time. If you can, like, obviously they're not that useful on, <laughs> like, factory. And like, would I use them on labs? I don't. I don't know. Like, it depends on how I'm going to play it. I think. And this is. I think this is part of the problem. Depends on how you're going to play it. If you're playing long sight lines and you're playing at fifty to seventy meters, then yeah, they're super valuable. And I've so in, the reason why they're so good. So I've used them a little bit, <clears throat> and I also do think that they're insane because yes, you get that. I've got the, the spreadsheet up. So the te- the the difference between the contact fours. And the rack headset, which is technically the second best headset for range, if you are unencumbered, so you're you're not overweight, you're underweight, and you're running, you can be heard with the contact falls at seventy-seven meters, and the rack you can be heard at sixty-seven point five. So it's a a ten meter advantage over the second best headset, which is mind blowing. And if you're walking, it's seventy-one versus sixty-three, so it's an eight meter advantage. Which is kind of insane. Um, and I think the thing is, because like, a lot of people are wearing like, yeah, as you say, like tax sports or Excels or razors or whatever. Like some people are wearing lower headsets than that. It's like, why do people not really wear the rack that much? Well, it's because people don't really like the way the EQ sounds. The EQ on the rack is like kind of weird. Yeah. I'm not sure how much ambient compression there is on the RAC. I don't actually really know. Um, but... People don't really like them. And when I tried them first, people are like, oh, this headset's goated. And I'm just like, it feels like absolute ass. Like, I can't even work out where people are. This is terrible. The thing about the Contact 4s is that they've got, like, the perfect storm of everything that you would want from a headset. Yeah. yeah. The longest range. And the compression of the ambient is extreme. It's really extreme. You hardly can hear that ambient noise at all. So they're, like, they're really, really good outside in wide areas where you're not suddenly going to get jumped on. Because you'll hear somebody 10 meters beforehand. And even if you make like, you know, a stood min speed walk noise, actually, to be fair, that they wouldn't hear that anyway. But even if you make like a, you know, a walking noise or whatever, it's right at the edge of their detection range. So they might not even hear it anyway. Whereas you'll hear them because the, the ambient is so low, you know, they're coming. And then, as you say, you can set up on them. And with armor, the way it is this wipe, it's, you know, you, you're going to probably die if you don't get the first, the first shot off. Um, and, and especially if you don't know where they are and they're like already aimed at you, right? They're, normally you're dead. Unless unless you're me and you're playing on customs, you die to a level 20 Timmy by getting <laughs> HP through the eye socket after using a full 50 round drum of Vector, you know, oh, no. PvP. But anyway, that's that's another story. <laughs> but um, no, I, I, I think they're actually really, really good. I do think they're good. And as to what you were saying before about the armor thing, like I do almost feel like the information is valuable. Like I think rather than being, you know, it's a 50k to 200k spend you have to consider it in context of like your whole kit so it's like well my kit's going from i don't know 400 to 550 but you're getting a huge power boost for doing so i don't know i I really think like if i'm not playing labs i used it on streets a lot let's put it that way and Mm, i thought they were really good. yeah streets i could totally see that yeah they were really really good on streets so I mean, they're super powerful like yeah they're, they're expensive but they give you a massive advantage especially if you use them in the right way like as I said, on factory, it's not going to do much, right? Because the you can hear everybody on that map really the whole time anyway. Yeah. Um, and the fights are close range, so you're not going to set up. Everyone knows where everyone else is. But yeah, on like wider maps where you can set up and rat people, like they're, they're the perfect ratting headset, let's be honest, because you hear them before they hear you, and then you can crouch, walk into position while they're wandering around completely oblivious and none the wiser. And then you wait until they're in like the most exposed position, and then you open fire. 
and there's nothing they can do. The Solo's headset. They're godly. They they are godly. So I should probably use them more. I really should. Yeah. And on that note, like, is it OP? Is like the question that was proposed at the start. And and this is kind of the conundrum for me. Is like, you know, in like a vacuum, kind of. I feel like yes. But then in the context of Tarkov, it's like, well, they're on the flea. It's not like you can buy it from the trader. Like I I think you can only get them from like weapon cases and the goons spawn with them. Like I don't know any other sources that you can really get mm. these from. And like I said, it's on the flea, and like, you know, the price is there. Like you gotta pay the price. Is that OP? I I I don't know. Like I, I, I dare say like it's balanced because there's a cost to it and it's accessible at fifteen. Like yeah. if you, I mean, you know. Either you pay the price or yes you don't. Yes no. I think it's less, it's less about like, I feel like it's less about necessarily whether something is OP or not and more about whether it's like good for the game or not. I think that's a more sensible conversation yeah. because you can always argue that things are like not OP because they're on the flea, but the flea price is also like, there's two sides to every market, right? There's supply and there's demand. Mm-hmm. And in Tarkov, like the players, the, the players demand sets like only one side of the equation. And so the other side of the equation is really in BSG's control, right? Like True. if these only spawned on the goons, they'd be like three million each. Yeah. Whereas if because they spawned in boxes, then they're then they're cheaper than that. And if they spawned in more boxes, then the price would be even lower. And so I feel like the price is like it's not like the price is not artificial. The price is like is real based upon the supply, but the supply is artificially set. So it's not like players can just like, oh, I'm going to go and f- like make more. Like it's not there's 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 a complete like. There's no like elasticity in the supply, right? So it's always the same unless BSG changes something. And it reminds me a little bit like the the pricing argument. And yeah, it's it's balanced within like what players are willing to spend. But it almost reminds me a little bit of when you could get flares on the flea, and you basically had to have one to play woods mm. at one point. This is like years ago now. But the flares were like ninety k at one point in time. I remember that? And I ran them a lot because you just couldn't play outside of shoreline woods. Like, there's, like, so many places you just couldn't play without one. And it was like, was that good for the game? Not really. And now, you know, they've been restricted or whatever, and now they're more expensive, and you can still choose to, but people tend not to. Like, they do towards the end game, but most of the time people don't. So I feel like it's, it's, it's hard talking about, like, balance purely by price and purely on the flea because of this, like, the, the price is sort of set by BSG, like, implicitly. Right. Um, they don't know what, they don't know where, they set the initial conditions. They're like the experimenter, right? They set the initial conditions. <laughs> yeah. They don't know what the price is going to come out at, but the market mechanism will produce a price. And from there, they can go, oh, okay. So that's like, you, they could never have predicted that 200K would be the agreed upon price by players. It just so happens to be the, the perfect equilibrium of what people are willing to buy it at versus how much it spawns versus how many people put up on the flea market, right? And uh, <laughs> so like they, they can then decide to restrict the, the, the drop if they want to you know, push the price up and stuff. But it's like, do we think this is a good idea in general? I've always been against different ranges of hearing. I think it's stupid. I still think it's stupid. I don't really like it as a feature. And it's, I've said before, I've you know, made the absurd argument of, you know, leveling up your, um, your sight, you know, and your draw distance is only 500 or whatever mm-hmm. as a starter player. And it's a thousand if you're, you know, level 50 mm-hmm. BMC mm-hmm. with like max skills. And it's like, oh, the new player just can't see you. Just like, well, get good. You just got to play more or whatever. Like, obviously you can buy this so that it's a bit different. 
it's not not quite the same kind of thing because i think in the past we were talking about perception skill because yes. that was the one that leveled and let you hear further as you play the game and it's like well you just have to play more and then you can hear me you know get wrecked <laughs> um well, so this one at least you can buy it but i still think it's a weird mechanic it's sort of you, you get we almost get to a point where you feel like everybody feels compelled to buy them like everyone mm, has to have them yes. otherwise you're just like gonna lose like like the thermals oh, argument gotta, on woods a bit yeah oh yeah exactly exactly mm-hmm. it's exactly the same actually yeah like oh well you start with your pmc as like tunnel vision so you've got to buy eyes every race okay well everyone <laughs> just has to buy eyes all right like it's just i feel like there's not you end up with no choice like maybe people it's a bit more nuanced than that but you you, you try you know i'm yeah no I, I think that is a better argument is like is this actually good for the game versus is this op i don't mm. think is this op quite contextualizes what we're actually trying to discuss here and to add to this, you know, formula of like BSG being experimenters, there's also an inherent game price that's assigned to them. Like when you go to sell to the traders mm. and that price is tied to the tax also. And if the tax, if the price of the headset exceeds a point to where, you know, you're eating a bigger cost on the tax, like there, there's a threshold where like the item can only sell so low, like it's not going to sell it's going to sell basically at the price. The lowest it can go is the price it's going to sell to the trader. You know? Yeah. Most people... Which I'm just having a look now. Like, Ragman, is, it's literally only like 50k. Oh, wow. That's actually pretty low. Do you have one found yeah. in raid? Uh, no. Okay. Dang, I wish I had... Well, I, I had tax. one found in raid not too long ago, and I think I ended up using it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to see what the tax was. Um... But yeah, like for two, like I imagine for two hundred k. I mean, we could pull out the wiki thing, but I ain't got time time for that, for that to see. But yeah, you get my point. Like if this goes up the like probably the upper limit is going to be like five hundred k. I would imagine the tax is going to start creeping up there, maybe more. But anyways, there's an upper limit too and a lower limit, so they would have to also like tweak that value as well if they felt like it needed to be more. Oh, someone says taxes, uh, eleven point four k at two hundred k on the flea market. Thank you, examinations and Gigas chat. They're not that high. Not that high. So it's got more. It's got room to go. What is it at 500k? Now I have to know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's... It is... And one other thing, going back to perception, I would assume as your skills increase, because there's a percentage, that it scales better with bigger number aka the contacts have a higher range so like a five percent on contacts that's whatever you know 50 meters or whatever you know versus 71 that is the contact fours yeah i guess so yeah i know perception's always been really weird mm-hmm. as to how it works like the percentage doesn't seem to relate to anything and like who knows how it's actually calculated mm-hmm. so i don't know really but yeah you probably you, you might be right i'm not really sure i don't know I wonder what happens if you have like contact fours and you have like three BTG and you have max perception. I wonder what the actual range like could be in theory. What the theoretical max is. You can hit be... like 120 meters or something. That'd be, that'd be cool. Yeah. Maybe uh, a giga science video you could commit to long term. Yeah. I've got to get to like max <laughs> perception then, which is just like not even going to happen. Mine, mine is 14 right now. So theory distance increased by 4%. Nice. Speaking of science. Speaking of science, been doing some science. Definitely been doing some science for sure. So I went, 
I went slightly mad, I think, in general. I like, I've got like a bunch of random topics. This is why they're all like bundled under one. So I'll, I'll kind of just like whip through them quickly. I was, I was having a look at, there was a conversation in my Discord with people talking about the VSK, which is that new gun, which is like the cheap version of the VSS. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, about like the fire rate, because it feels and sounds really weird when you fire it in the hideout. It doesn't sound like, it's supposed to be 900, like the VSS is, yeah. but it doesn't sound like it when you fire it. Which is really strange. So I went to test it and I like, went fully down the rabbit hole. I did like two full sprays of like 20 round mags. I like had it in Premiere. I did like all slowed down. <laughs> I then like Classic. I then like cut it all up and like measured it. Like every time the, the camera like showed, you know, you could see a bullet casing and the camera like bumps back like this on the gun. I like made one, two, three, like I had it like slowed down 10 times, you know, or like 0.1 speed, whatever. And um, yeah, the, it is exactly the same between the two. Um, I think huh. there's something weird about the way that the VSK sounds, because it sounds like a UMP or something. It's like got a much like, it's got a much more like beefy, like low noise to it mm -hmm. than the VSS. The VSS sounds more like an SMG. Cause like, whereas the VSK is much more like boop, 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 when it shoots. <laughs> and then I think there's something like psychological about the, the sound of it that makes it sound like it's shooting slower than it is, mm. which is... Kind of, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, I went through this whole thing of, like, getting really confused about what looked like a, not like a discrepancy, but just like an inconsistency in, like, when the shots shoot. Like, it was quite, like, I don't know. It was, like, one would fire, you'd, like, it, it wasn't very even. Let's put it that way. That's the best way to say it. So when I looked at the, you know, the editor afterwards, the periodicity between each bullet shot was, like, not very even and i did it very accurately based on the what i could see on screen and i was like you know musing about it in discord and stuff i was talking to ida about it and um we were we were saying like maybe maybe it's something to do with like when it shoots like on on each frame or whatever and so I, like i kind of like delved into a bit more and i was like oh actually hang on a sec because it's like because it's 900 rpm and my recording is in 60 frame 60 fps like 900 rpm is 15 shots per second. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I get, and I get 60 frames per second right, on my recording. Right. So every fourth frame, I should see a shot. But when I slow this down to like a 10th speed, it ex you know, expands out by 10 or whatever. I mean, artificially, like each frame is becoming 10 frames. And so I think what I'm seeing there is if a shot happens on like, like technically within the game, it would be frame, you know, three point nine nine. Well, no, so let's say like for, let's say frame four point zero one in the game terms. Well, on my recording, I have frame four and frame five, right? So I still see frame four. The bullet hasn't fired yet. By the time I record frame five, I'm actually like off a bit. And when I extend it out, like when I slow it down by ten x, I'm like amplifying that out quite a lot. So I think literally all I was seeing was like the discrepancy between like. The, the sort of the error between like you know, what, whether, whether it's fired like on one frame or the next frame and whether the periodicity is like just perfect or whether I've like missed it and I have to wait till the next frame to see it because by the time I've like blown it out it looks like a lot more weird than it was so anyway all that to say VSK and VSS same fire rate everything seems fine like nothing to worry about I thought I was going to find something like game breaking something like super crazy um, but it's not the case like yeah I even like went through I was just like okay well like how, how long how long did the whole thing take and like is the fire rate actually 900 RPM and like, you know, within error it is, it's like 870 or 880 on my clip or whatever. So like, okay, well, that's 
that's fine. It could could be you know could be whatever. Um, then I've been looking at lasers and flashlights. This is the next one. Mm. So I'm building a video right now. This is what I was doing just before this podcast. It's going to be coming out tomorrow. I'm not finished yet because I've been like each time I look into stuff, I like want to look into more stuff. See, this 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 is like part of the issue. Like I I've, I hate it when I'm like I'm like due to release something and then I'm like oh, I kind of want to add this but then I need to look into it more and then it's going to take more time and then I like go fine I won't add it it's not that important and then people in the comments are like but what about this and I'm like <laughs> oh <laughs> I hate it it's like annoying um, but yeah I mean I, I'm going to put more detail into into that video but it's yeah it's quite interesting seeing some of these things because I don't know if anybody's really like gone through and like delved into it for a long time like there was the big landmark video where he was, you know, testing all the flashlights, but he's just like puts them on and like shines them. Um, and him and Logical Solutions are like shining them at each other and stuff like that. But it's not like, it's not very consumable. Um, it was quite funny, even in, in the comments on that video, because this is from ages ago. This is from, gosh, when did they do the rework? Like maybe a year ago or something now um, of all the flashlights. And someone in the comments was just like, you know, but which one's actually the best? Like, you know, how do we, you know, what, where's the comparison? And someone was like, I guess we're just going to have to wait for the Gigabeat video. This is like, <laughs> this is like 10 months ago. I was like, we made it, boys. We made it. People are like, you're actually waiting for the video. Like people keep asking me to make it. Yeah. Um, so like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting, getting onto it. But I've, the most in, interesting part of all of it is the way that Point Fire is working mm. now. Because I guess this will release actually for anybody who's not live, this will release after video anyway. But like BSG changed stuff so that Point Fire didn't work for flashlights and like IRs and IR, IR fla- flashlights, that kind of thing, because people were using those to, you know, be in- invisible or whatever, um, but still get Point Fire bonus. Well, basically, now it seems that like no matter what you do, so long as the tactical device is on in any fashion, you get the Point Fire bonus, it seems. It seems to have reverted to the way it used to be. Oh, really? So I long as you're not like using, that. they they did decrease, and maybe it changed again. I, I, I've lost, actually lost track of what happened with Point Fire. Sure, but I thought that like the IR the IR searchlight. I'm pretty sure at one point they made the IR searchlight and the flashlight Point Fire bonus worse. Okay, than, than the laser Point Fire bonus. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, but anyway, so the way it works now. And one of the worst things about it, right, is that point fire is point fire is like not necessarily bad in and of itself. Oh my god, Church has built like <laughs> for audio listeners, Church has built a, a crazy gun with like six Clash two U's on it or something. Are those are those two U's uh, or no? They're two D's. Two D's, yeah. <clears throat> um, God, what was I even saying? That's distracted me so much. I don't <laughs> know what I was talking about. I was I was saying about the yeah, so about the point fire thing. So there are three flashlights. That are actually flashlights <laughs> in the game, which is the Army Tech XP35, I think, XHP35 Predator, the 2D, which is the one that Church is using at the moment, which I think is quite new, the Zenit 2D, and the Ultra Fire one as well. And those ones need like a separate mount to mount it onto the gun. And none of those give you a point fire bonus. But it does seem that any of the others, all the tactical devices, they all give you a point fire bonus so long as it's on in some fashion, including the flashlight and including the IR searchlight. I remember what I was saying. I was saying about why point fire is terrible. So the reason why point fire mm-hmm. is terrible, and I've seen like there's a couple of videos, like Tayoff did a video about point fire being bad. Mm-hmm. And um, 
he was like comparing, he was like shoots against the wall and then shoots against the wall in ADS and then shoots against the wall like with the laser without being in ADS. The issue with doing that is that you can do point fire like three times, exactly the same. And the spray pattern that you get is like totally different. And it's the, it's not necessarily about point fire being bad. That's the problem. It's point fire being like so inconsistent. That's the problem. That's the issue. Now, I was trying to cook something up on stream. Oh, I hate, don't you hate that so much? Church has literally done the thing in the hideout where you run right to the end and then you move too far to the left and it puts your gun away. There needs to be more points around the hideout, like shooting range that allow you to take your gun back out, not just at like the bench. So yeah, I was cooking something up on stream, which so, so listen, like hear me out, hear me out here. So if you have a... A tactical device of some description, any of them that are not like the uh, the actual flashlights, don't give you a bonus. You've got any of the other ones, you'll get a bonus as long as it's on. But you don't always want to have your flashlight or laser on. Now it, always, it, always, it all depends on whether you want to have, like which modes you want. Whether you want a laser, whether you want the flashlight, like how, what exactly you want to do. Now one, the other flashlight that's like really powerful is the WMX200. There are four flashlights that are like directed beam. And so they penetrate through the fog, interestingly. So if you're at one mm. side of dorms and they're at the other side of dorms, with all the other flashlights, you won't see them. But with, the, with, the, with four of the flashlights, interestingly enough, three of them are the actual flashlight ones, the ones that I was just talking about a minute ago, the 2D, the Ultratech, and the um, Predator. Those three all like project into the darkness as does the WMX, but the WMX attaches directly to the gun and is a tactical device technically. So it also gives you the point fire bonus. So it feels like almost the best of both worlds. It's also got another interesting feature, which is that it has an IR searchlight as well as being a flashlight. And that's why it's a tactical device and not a flashlight in the game's designation. Now, if you, rather than turning it off, if you just swap to the IR searchlight instead, you still keep the bonus with the light being off. And in the daytime, no one's going to run MVGs, so no one will see it, which is actually really quite cool. So an extension to this would be whether you want to have a laser and a flashlight or nothing. And I came up with this like strategy, basically, where you attach the WMX, you turn it on, and then you add the NC Star Blue laser on as well with it off. Now, if the, like by, by default, say, let's say the WMX flashlight is on and the blue laser is off, okay. you can either change mode, which will change over to the IR searchlight with the laser still off, so you're not showing up anything, but you still have the point file bonus. And then what you do is you press the on button and this, and this, turns, off the, um, this turns off the WMX, but it turns on the blue laser you still have the point fire bonus. And in this way, you can either have no, la like, no laser, no flashlight with point fire, flashlight with point fire, or laser with point fire from two devices. Which is kind of cool. That is cool. If you're following that. <laughs> and I was like trying to think of other ways to do it, but I, I, it's just like the other devices are kind of weird because they've either got like too many modes, so it's hard to click, click through them. If you want a different colored laser, it's like annoying because there's no other lasers, I don't think, that... <laughs> Only uh, like a laser, and there's no other modes. Like all the others, because of the way that BSG have got, or the way the, the simplistic way that we've got like flashlights and lasers 
set in the game, you can't just like be like, oh, I only want to change the mode of this one when I press the button, but not this one. So if you use like the X400 or whatever, you're going to swap between like on, off, you know, blah, 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 blah. The mall canted. Actually, yeah, what's the, have you used the mall much? No. I don't know what the modes are on the mall. I think, I don't, I don't know if that one is, is that one actually a, uh, let me check it up actually, because I think that does a few other things though, doesn't it? Isn't it like integrated and visible aim lasers and an infrared illuminator? It's still got multiple, problem is it's still got multiple, um, like modes on it. Because you'll swap between like, infrared, visible, and infrared illuminator. The beauty about the NC Cell Blue is that it's always just a blue laser no matter what you do. And so you can switch with the with that combined with the WMX, you can basically swap between IR on and off versus the flashlight on and off or the laser on and off by pressing the on off button. So you basically use, you use, the, you use the on off button to turn the laser on and off and you use the change mode button to turn the flashlight on and off. And, but even when both are off, you've still got the IR searchlight on so you still get the point file bonus. That's the long and the short of it. Quite hard to explain. Yeah. This is, this is why I script things out and then put them in a proper video <laughs> because like, it's probably taken me like 15 minutes to explain something that's going to take 30 seconds to explain in the video. <laughs> yeah. But it's quite cool. I was cool. like figuring out how this works. And I had a chat with, like, with chat about it yesterday and people were like, well, it's bug. And I'm like, yeah, it probably is. But like, this is how it's set working for now. So, you know, this is how you could do it. Because like, you, you can argue very strongly that if you don't have MVGs on, you shouldn't get a point file bonus from a IR laser or an IR searchlight. Sure, but that... I think that's a very sensible thing to say. Yeah, but that's like saying getting a point fire bonus at all is a bug. You know, it's Maybe. like in other words, like I I get what they're saying, but to say it's a bug is like really reaching. I feel like. It's like saying having think, max strength is a bug. I think saying that it's... <laughs> I think if you, if you were to say it was game-breaking, I think that would be a big reach. I think like the fact that you could say, like, it's a bug, I think that's probably valid. Uh, I don't know. Just, bug, to me, it just means something different than... Yeah, oversight's probably... like a, I feel like oversight's much better word, wording. Yeah. An oversight, maybe, yeah. It's like, well, like slightly like, less... This is probably how it should be, because the <laughs> game's going for realism. But at the end of the day, yeah. it's still a game. It's like saying putting, you know, heal, fixing your limbs with a CMS is a bug. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, this is just the way they coded it. You know, it's like, I, I get... I your get... audio is cutting out a bit. I don't know why. Is it? Yeah. I I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's it looks fine on my okay, end. Okay, it seems okay now. It seems okay now. Okay, keep going. I'll let you know if it's maybe, broken. Maybe it was... We're using Discord, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was... I'll lower the uh seems okay now. The threshold a bit. Um I mean I get what they're saying. Yeah, I, it's just uh, you know, I'm I'm being the petty one here, most likely. Oh maybe it's maybe it's when you're in game. I think it might be when you're actually in game. Oh, it it might be like PC meltdown. <laughs> maybe. Something's something's a hundred percenting, I think. Yeah. I'll I'll exit out. Anyways. The classic. But yeah, so like, I think it's probably an oversight. I don't think it's necessarily intended, but you can do it this way. I was using the WMX uh, on labs because you can just have the flashlight off and you can get the point fire bonus from the IR searchlight. So I was just doing that because without it, right? Point, if you don't have anything on, the, the 
point fire is just terrible. Yeah, it's awful. It's just so inconsistent, and you just like sometimes you just don't hit them at all, even though you're aiming center of screen at them. I don't know whether that's necessarily a, bad, a good or a bad thing, but it's like, you know, it's a very different thing to how mm-hmm. it used to be. But if you use one of these methods and you get one of the point fire bonuses, you basically get like the point fire that we used to have. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that was kind of interesting. Um, and then like the final piece of science that I've been thinking about is this like this audio pop in bug, mm. which is just like notorious. And like a few more people are talking about it. I've been talking about it for a bit. I've been talking to like Omni Actual about it. Um and like geeks just made a post about it because he's like come back to tarkov and he's like finally put on binaural and he's like oh god this thing is like actually crazy um and the weird thing about it is that like it's probably this is probably is game breaking but you don't know that you got killed by it yes when somebody else when it has happens to somebody else and i think this is probably the reason why people aren't complaining as much as they could be about Mm -hmm. this thing simply because like you only know when it happened when it was in your face exactly and it really like changes the dynamic of like people's not necessarily their willingness to report it. Like they're not like withholding information on purpose, but it's just you just don't really remember because you're just like, oh, I you know benefited from the popping bug. But I do think that it doesn't help with the ongoing thing of like, you know, ESP and whatever, because like people know where you are where they really shouldn't. Yeah. They, they... And it looks like people have ESP. It's like, how did the guy know I was there? Oh, well, he had the popping bug. Well, how are you ever supposed to mm. know? Like there's just no way you can ever tell. And so it like it leads to more sus-, sus encounters. Like, you know, who knows? Maybe sometimes those things happen on some of the labs raids that I had, where because yeah. I had it against someone else too. So it's like it's crazy. Um, but the thing about the the audio pop-in bug, and so let me just recap for people. I'm sure everybody knows what this is at this point, but if you don't, then the audio pop-in bug, it only happens when you're on binaural. And it's a huge advantage to playing with binaural. If somebody, it seems like if somebody comes into your audio sphere like where audio is supposed to play and they make a sound as they enter that audio sphere that is occluded slightly it seems to be the the difference you get the the audio it's it's like half a step or whatever noise they're making it happens with grenades and stuff too it can happen with like lots of things but steps are more obvious you get like half a step of audio at full volume and then it goes away and plays the way it should the way it should do but that half a step is like highly directional and you can tell exactly where they are from it. And on that basis, most of the time, you just, you just have to wait because they're normally coming towards you because that's the way it works, right? They have to come into your like, audio sphere. So they're naturally coming towards you almost by definition. And then you just wait. And then, oh, there they are. Bam. And there's loads of clips of like, it happening to streamers, to you know, various content creators. But it's, it's really tricky. And like, Omni looked at it quite a bit in his like, spate of testing videos about audio. And he couldn't, like, he kind of found out the causes for it, which is this, you know, occluded audio blah 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 but he couldn't like he couldn't replicate it exactly like he couldn't always get it to happen he could like and you hear it quite often in raids right it's like something that happens all the time but to actually systematically reproduce this thing is quite hard and i'm kind of tempted to try because it's like one of the most annoying things and i don't think unless we can replicate it properly i don't think bsg are going to be able to fix it i don't think they're going i just don't think they're going to or that or they're not going to fix it one or the other um and so i'm like feel very incentivized to like Maybe actually have a look at it with like a bunch of people, you know, going to cook because it happens to co-op offline. So it's the same audio engine. Get like 14 people, get them all to like run at me the same, you know, or one, one at a time, go to different areas, like see if, see if we can figure it out, see if we can make it a consistent, like happen consistently in such a way that it can then be debugged because I do think it's really bad. It's one of the worst bugs in the game right now. It feels like people have ESP when it happens to them. It only happens to people on binaural and it shouldn't happen. 
It really shouldn't happen. And it's, it's yeah, it's, it's awful. It's, it's, as I said, I think it's one of the worst bugs at the moment. But because it only benefits you when it happens, it's, it doesn't feel as impactful yeah. in a sort of... It doesn't feel as bad. There's that feeling that's associated with these things. When an invisible player kills you, that's like instant rage mode, right? Whereas when you have audio pop in and you kill someone, and they're none the wiser, it's like, you know, yeah, that sucks for them. It's like, it's, it's very different. It's just a very different feeling. So... Yeah, so someone chatting, it's been reported for years, but BSJ has said they can't replicate it. Exactly. So, you know, we, we're going to have to do the work, right? We're going to have to do the thing. We know how to do this stuff. <laughs> we could do it. We have the technology. One suggestion if would, we want it fixed, we have to do it ourselves. One suggestion I would have, if you do go through this, is make sure you don't spawn together, because I wonder if when you spawn together, like one working theory, you know, just, just me hitting the crack pipe real quick and coming up with theory, is like if your bubbles have already intersected, then you can't reproduce it possibly. So if I think you, that might be true, yeah. Like I wonder if like what's happening is like once the bubbles intersect, then the game engine's like, okay, now you you know does its logic. You should be able to hear this person, and then like there's some spaghetti code, and then it's like playing at full volume until like the other portion loads the data it needs to, and then it's like, oh, you actually. Actually, you're far away, so you can't hear this person. But you're because your layers have intersected, or your contacts have this distance. Whatever you know, you get my point. But yeah, yeah, you'd have to like pick a big map. You run to like the center, and then have each person like pop SJ Tremadol, and then run sprint to you until you hear them. You have to find like a point that's like very. You're like in a little box. You need like a sound box, <laughs> yeah. a little room you yeah. can get inside of. Yeah, because you could just do it roughly to start with and then yeah. figure it out from there. Yeah, it sounds very likely, right? You can imagine it's like you spawn in with other people and it's like the game goes, okay, you know, we're doing the audio check, whatever. It's like, you know, you don't, they're far away, so we won't load that bit in. Like it's some optimize, like some small optimization. But then when somebody comes towards you, it's just like, okay, we're initializing audio on this player for the first time. Mm-hmm. And in that processing moment of like, okay, what well, audio should, you know, we're playing this audio and then it applies a filter. Maybe the, like just the ordering is incorrect or something. Who, who knows? Like, it could be a billion different things. Of course, yeah. Um, and it's like, so it starts, to, you know, lo- plays the sound and it goes, oh, actually it should have this on it. And then, and then it, you know, has the exponential decay for distance or whatever. And it, that mm-hmm. like comes afterwards because of some like, you know, incorrect logic somewhere. Um, so I think you're quite right. I think if you spawn together, I don't think you'll ever get it. I think that's, like people don't seem to get it from their own teammates. Like I've never heard anybody saying they've had it from their own teammate. You typically hear it from like enemies and from AI scabs. Yeah. So you're encountering these people for the very first time. So I think that's very likely. I mean, that would be the, the way to start. As you say, you know, pick somewhere that's not like, I'd probably pick, I don't know, you'd probably pick like reserve or something because it's like quite small, like sand in K and then just get people to run at you. Something like that. Because it doesn't need to be huge. Like somebody made a good point in chat as well. Like back to the contact four thing, you'd probably get a pop from further away. Yeah, so maybe that's actually what OP. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know, I watch a lot of Sheep and I mean, he swears by the contact fours. He uses them all the time and he always talks about the, he calls it the audio bubble or the audio pop. You know, it's like, mm. oh, someone just entered my bubble. <laughs> it's like, I know yeah. there's someone going. Kind of crazy. Yeah. No, it's mad, right? It's mad. But I kind of want to do it. I, I I feel at this point, I feel at this point, somebody just needs to like, just go and do the thing. Um, and focus on that one thing. Because like, it kind of came up as in the conversation that Omni was having about like, you know, in, in his video, he's like, you know, oh, we're talking about the, the foot pop, footstep pop as well, about like binaural versus not binaural. It's like one of the features of um, but I feel like it just needs somebody to hone in. Like I may not even be making any content about it. 
you know, or maybe I, maybe I would, but I probably would actually, I guess, because there's no reason not to. But um, I just kind of want to do it anyway. Like, even if I wasn't going to make content about it, I probably would just do it anyway. Because at this point, I feel like we know enough information. People have, like, got to a certain point where it's like, okay, I'm not just shooting in the dark here. Like, I've got an idea of, like, what to test. And then let's just try it. I mean, even just try it on an open field. I know, I know he said it was, like, occlusion. But it seems to happen, like, through hills and stuff as well. But I don't know whether that's... I wouldn't be part of an occlusion there, like a hill. So I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll do, yeah, maybe we'll do some like basic testing next time on stream. Maybe, maybe that's what I'll do on Monday. Maybe we'll just like test the footstep bug on Monday with like a bunch of people in chat. Because you can get like 15 people into offline raids these days. So, yeah. Yeah, be, we'll see. It could be fun but, nonetheless, even if it's just like an hour or two. It'd be fun just to see what happens. Yeah, exactly. People always love a bit of that anyway. <laughs> Running around, just messing about in offline. So that's the science. So yeah, I've been doing all sorts of random stuff, testing lots of things. It's quite fun. I, I like having something to be like mulling over, mm -hmm. amusing about. So it's always entertaining. We shall see. Uh, just quickly, I wanted to mention this extraction shooter game called Level Zero Extraction. Uh, this I saw this on I think Veritas I think I saw it from Veritas he posted a video about it. There's been a couple like sponsorships or whatever. It's, I think it's currently in closed beta and then there's a or close alpha or something. But then there's a closed beta that I think you can sign up for if you wishlist the game on Steam coming in March. Right. Um, and it's an extraction shooter PvP PVE. But the the twist is it's like in space station and there's aliens and you get the play as the aliens and it's kind of like a horror oh. it's, it's got a horror element to it which i like and equally dislike as well <laughs> like horror horror movies i have no problem with like you know i overcome that long time ago you know i can watch a horror movie and i i quite like them horror games however are just a different experience like dude i was playing shoreline <laughs> last night night looking for the goons and i was like oh i'll go hit resort just to like see if there's a Linux or something and i ran to a cultist he was like right there. He like he pinned out appeared out in the air, and I hate it because they're silent. And this is like a different type of horror, right? Because like in horror films, like they use a mix of audio and video, right? So like sometimes mm -hmm. like in horror films, they'll have like this shot where it's just like you're staring at like a very dark hallway and you can't really see anything, and then you see like a little tiny movement mm -hmm. and then a loud noise, and you're like, oh shit, you know? It's like whereas like in this Tarkov experience, it's like you can't hear them at all. And they're just silent. So suddenly they just appear. So it's like a it's like a different horror experience, and you're like mm. interacting with it. So it's like it's terrifying. And yeah, it, <laughs> I hate it. It's it's actually terrifying. So yeah, this but back back to extraction level zero. This game is actually it's kind of got me intrigued because it's it's I like that. I kind of want to try it out and see how it plays with like the horror and you get you get to play as aliens and you get to like stalk people. But the interesting part is how you fight players is with weapons obviously and you gotta loot and extract of course you know and buy stuff it's, it's like kind of all the same beasts that we know of but with the aliens you have there you have to use light there's a huge light emphasis on here and they have like emps right. and like you, you like fight them with like your flashlights and they like burn and incinerate like it it's it looks pretty cool like i watched like I said, I watched Veritas play it. I think I saw someone else playing it a bit, like one of their videos. I, I think it's it's got like a cool little twist on the familiar extraction mode. 
So what's like the structure of the game that allows you to play the aliens? How does that even work? I don't know. I don't know if it's like scav, you know, like this is like effectively scav. Oh, see. but it's like, yeah, I don't know. But I just, I, all I know is I want to try it because it just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so cool because you get to, you get to play. This is, it's like kind of like playing scav, but not really. This is more like playing as like a scav boss. You know what I mean? Because mm. you're like a legitimate threat against these people. You know, like, yeah, and I, I don't know. It's just not to say that a player scav isn't a legitimate threat, but it's just like you actually, you're, you're, but you're like a different entity. You know, you're not shooting a gun. You're like this creature that has like these abilities can claw. You can set up traps like you can take out the lights because they got to like flip on light switches. But you can like do like a radial EMP. So like now their flashlights don't work. Now they got to pull out the flares and like you can't, you know, it's just everything. It just looks very intriguing you know i i it's the publisher's tiny bill which i'm familiar with but i'm not familiar with the studio which is doghouse games um but yeah it it looks like it could be some solid fun is it unreal it looks like unreal it is probably it unreal is but i don't know yeah i'd have to check someone said left for dead 2 with loot extraction it does actually look like left for dead yeah. it's like got that yeah. kind of vibe yeah it's like a alien versus predator game like a long time ago as well uh I'm just intrigued. Uh, level zero. Yeah, what is what is PvP v PvE? Why have they <laughs> described it like that? Don't ask me. Oh, there's an article from Unreal Engine about level zero. So I guess it must be. I guess it must be. Well, maybe. I don't know. What does it say? It, it, it looks so much like Unreal. Yeah, it does. You can just kind of tell. I don't know. There's something about the unreal lighting. It's just like. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't find it, but I think it must be. It must be. Anyway, I'll have to go and like watch Veritas's video about it. I haven't, I haven't actually watched it yet. So see what he says. But uh, I like the fact that there's more of these interesting things. I feel like we've had like the first wave of people trying out like extraction shooter stuff and now people are kind of playing with it you know mm -hmm. like we've seen the first wave okay you can't just like you can't just replicate like some other game modes and just like do it easily you have to do something interesting and and sort of novel and now people are figuring out like how exactly to do that and uh doing something cool like this we're just watching somebody getting eaten by, <laughs> by aliens on church's screen <laughs> which is pretty good yeah it does look cool anything where you can play as the bad guys is usually quite interesting yeah i think so yeah, it's it's pretty good. Talking about like talking about other games just before we like go over to the last topic. Mm -hmm. Um I have actually have you played Helldivers yet? Like no. everybody's been like raving about it online. So many memes and I just love the memes. It's literally just like everywhere. Mm -hmm. And the CEO is like quite um talkative on Twitter. He's been like posting stuff, being like, yo, we're like trying to uh, you know, stabilize stuff and like figure things out and you know, get everything to work and we're increasing the CCU to like 700k for the weekend and all this kind of stuff it's pretty crazy but yeah i've i played it a little bit i played it with some friends um because that's i wasn't gonna ever like play it super seriously so i was yeah put the word out to my friends just like look if we're gonna play if a couple of people are around then maybe we'll play it um but it's uh it's good because I, I like it because you can just kind of like the way i was describing it yesterday to i think again to chat what i was describing yesterday was that like i would like quite easily like have a have a blast with my mates and like have a beer playing helldivers mm -hmm. But I would never, I would never play Tarkov and drink at the same time, like mm -hmm. at this stage, yeah, like not ever. Yeah. There's just like no, it's just no way. Um, whereas like Helldivers, just like 
fun and it's arcade enough not to like stress too much i don't know like you know is it a thousand hour game like i don't know but like i've seen quite a few people play up to you know 100 hours Mm -hmm. you know something like that and um it's a very different game but it reminds me a little bit of you know the last thing that like me and my friends were playing was uh that warhammer game um yeah yeah uh, dark tide which was you know that's like that's like decent um and dark tide was good so and it kind of feels like that it's like it's all pve so you're like working with you you know with with your people doing your thing and like completing missions but i think the fact that they've managed to get the universe to be like so cohesive like yeah it's it's comedy in a lot of ways like kind of stupid it's like a farcical take on you know a lot of this a lot of this stuff you know just like oorah gung-ho like it, it's very like starship troopers sort of uh, american conquest mm-hmm, style mm-hmm. of like you know whatever like just fully lean into it and it's and it is funny but like the actual <laughs> way that they built out the world is great like there's lots of little details that make it awesome and it makes you like you really feel like you're you know involved in the game like you're really immersed in the game world like it's immersive despite being like quite like casual and just sort of chill in that in that respect so like on the ship when like the, even just things about like the mission selector right that you go you like have a universe map and you like it's all really like polished so you you a universe map and you zoom into a sector and you pick a planet and then you're like your ship like jumps to the planet and then you're like looking over the planet and the missions are like on the sphere of the planet so you're like moving the planet around okay do i want to play day night you know that a day mission night mission that kind of thing and then your your ship like when you pick a mission your ship like moves over the planet you can see out the window like moving over to the thing and there's other ships in the background as if you're part of this like huge war and it's that kind of like makes it really immersive um and really really fun so you feel like you're actually part of something much bigger and the way that it's the feel of it the feel of the game is great that's why people like it so much like i couldn't really understand at first before before i played it like why people liked it and and i think it's that and then there's like you know scaling difficulty there's lots of different difficulty levels and you go up uh, go up powers you buy different bits of gear and blah 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 but like yeah i was just having a look at dark tide because i played dark tide like 70 hours something like that so like definitely got my money's worth out of that so if i play this for 70 hours, 100 hours, something like that, then, um, you know, again, it'll still be worth it. It's probably on the more expensive end. It's like £40 or £35 here in the UK. So it's on the more expensive end, but it is really polished and it is a good time. So I've, yeah, I've been enjoying that. It's, it's good fun, actually. It's good fun just to have a blast. I'm glad. Not take it too, too serious. I'm glad you got to play with your fr- pals because, yeah, but so, some of my friends, Tarkov friends, was trying to get me to play. I was like, ah, oh, dude, I, I'm just like two Tarkov brains right now to like, I just mm. want to get this thing done and then yeah then I'm like free cuz I <laughs> I right now I'm in shackles to the cap container. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is the issue. I like feel free to play like some of these other things and it's like, you know, I don't I don't feel like oh I need to get on like grind the Tarkov. I think like Kappa like yeah, Kappa does things to a guy, you know? <laughs> it, it it really it really does. Like I've seen it before like don't, you know, don't let it ruin you. It's just it it can be bad. It can be bad cuz you feel this like come you feel compelled to get there, right? Yeah, um, and finish it so that you're free, so you could do other stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, it's li- kind of bad. Don't be afraid to take a break. You know, I literally put the chains on myself <laughs> every day. <laughs> I log in, put on my shackles. All right, I know the drill. No, but I Wilkin Beckridge, it's time for your <laughs> daily whipping. <laughs> I gotta show you this meme, dude. I'll read it out for naughty listeners. So there's this like. <laughs> When you're loading, I guess it plays like tips, and one of the tips reads, "If an enemy ever attempts to engage in diplomacy, shoot them. We mustn't believe their lies." <laughs> There's yeah, so much just, of it... this, like freedom, democracy, like mm-hmm. puns. It's it's so good. 
It is ridiculous. Like you'll finish a mission and you'll like it, it plays like the most crazy. I would say the soundtrack is actually also yeah. part of why it's so good because it's like um, it's almost like filmatic. Mm-hmm. Like in the actual in the actual like raid or whatever because it's almost like, it's an extraction game kind, kind of. of yeah, because you like because you like you pick a point, you load, you you choose a point to start, and then you go and do your missions, and then you have to extract out of it. But it doesn't it doesn't feel like an extract shooter because there's no looting. You're like it's a mission based um, extract shooter, I guess. It doesn't feel like. Uh, doesn't feel like Tarkov or like Cycle or anything like that because you're not like you know you can die in the raid and you don't lose anything so that's why it feels like more casual right um and uh yeah there's like lots of opportunities to respawn your teammates and blah blah like there's just like so many stupid things about it like if somebody dies you can call you you know call in a reinforcement call them back into the fight or whatever and you can literally have your voice line set to like randomized so that when you come like each time you're coming back as a different person it's just like you know you're basically expendable like entirely expendable but um, but the music is like is insane. It's it feels like it sounds a lot like uh, Star Wars, like a lot of the Star, Star Wars stuff. It sounds like John Williams, honestly, um, which is like really really awesome. And uh, yeah, when you finish like a mission or whatever, it'll be like you know the most insane like outro, like you know the end of the movie kind of like music yeah. plays. You get back into the ship, and then like all of you stand there, you know, like the final pose with all the people, you know, before the stat screen comes up, and you do like you know your victory thing because you can like pick a victory, whatever they're called, like victory taunt, whatever at the end of the mission, and then like little fireworks go off, and it's just like oh my god, like it's t- it's it's too much in in a <laughs> amazing way. Like it's just so you're just like oh my god this is so stupid, um, and but it's like yeah it's 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 so good like the music actually in the game is is awesome like I'm a big fan of the like all the Star Wars music and stuff and it actually sounds a lot like that like the the game reminds me of it's like like how do I even like it's it's like <laughs> I don't even know it's it's sort of like the like the Mandalorian combined with Star Wars combined with Team America yeah yeah. <laughs> Uh, combined with Starship Troopers, obviously, it's like it, it's like that. It's like it's it's just yeah, it's just jokes. But some of it's actually quite hard. Like I've been only playing not like you can have um, four people in a group, and that's why, how you're supposed to play. I've actually only played it as a three and mostly as a duo. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping to get some more people on, but I've only played it mostly as two. And it's like some of the missions are quite hard, like even quite early on, because you don't have like the best gear, and you do have to figure out how to kill the different types of enemies. So like it's interesting as well. It's not just like a brain dead like you know run and gun. So, you know, there's like bases to kill. You have these like, you could bring down like orbital strikes and stuff. Some of them are better at blowing up like the bases of the enemies. It's almost like you're a little soldier in an RTS almost in some ways. Because there's like automaton bases all over the place. Because I've been fighting the robots mainly. And they're like producing more of these like whatever. So you have to go and like blow up the bases. There's like secondary objectives. It's it's good. It's good. So hopefully I get to play some more squad stuff soon. But it's, it's yeah, I like it. <laughs> Sorry, I've just now scrolling to my light likes and laughing at different memes. <laughs> Sorry, and, and yeah, but I will say the mechanics. I watched like a early. They, the person preferences like this isn't an actual review. It's more like a very positive first impressions. But like the actual mechanics mm-hmm. that they implement, like it's like we're raving about like sort of like the world and the lore and like the setting and like the 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 comment com- comedic mix. But like the actual gameplay too looks really good. Like I like how just to m- mention one brief aspect of like the gameplay you it's like third person and first person shooter like a mix when you like ads but like when you move your reticle around it has like weight to it so like it lags behind a bit and like it scales based off the different weapons like smgs the lag is very light um whereas like a lmg the lag is like very heavy so you kind of have to like if you're gonna like you know 
because you're just gonna like fight hordes of bugs or robots or whatever so if you like change target to target you gotta like kind of compensate for that lag mm-hmm. and like it uh, it looks like they did a very i'm glad that the studio is having issues with players logging into the servers you know like they they deserve mm-hmm. they did a really good job it's a bit like your idea of like the floating aim point thing like yes. yeah, you can move your aim as fast as you like but your character takes a while to follow up it's actually exactly yeah, like that, that uh, yeah that's true yeah yeah i i find it kind of annoying in some ways mm-hmm. I, th- I don't think it should be as extreme in the third person in in first person oh it's the game first is third person, person as well game. oh i didn't realize it was in first yeah person. Oh. which is really annoying for like the sniper rifle but um like the rest of the time it's kind of okay like first person mode is fine but um Sometimes it's just like kind of hard to hit stuff. Like it's 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 weird playing in third person. I never play third person games normally, but this game actually kind of works mm-hmm. anyway. I hate third person usually. I usually don't like it either. Um, I think it's because it's not PvP, so it's okay. You're never playing against another player, so you never feel like you're being cheesed by somebody looking over a wall or like all the dumb stuff that comes with third person. So I feel like that is probably okay. But yeah, like it, there's some things about it that like the sniper rifle. As far as I can see, because I've been using the anti-material rifle a little bit, and it's like it doesn't shoot straight. It hmm. shoots like up and to the left a little bit. And I've seen some other people talking on Reddit about it. And I, maybe it's an FOV thing or something. It's like yeah, you know, back to old classic Tarkov like long range stuff. Most of the time, you're not using things at long range. Usually, it's fine. But yeah, like that was kind of a bit annoying. So yeah, some of the mechanics. It's just it's a bit different. But it's yeah, it feels like it's it's been done really well. Like off the bat like it's very it's very polished i would say like other than just not being able to get in because it's so popular like i've not really encountered any bugs like the menus are all really nice like, everything just works the mission select feels good like the game looks really really good as well like all the explosions look great like the way that some of the effects have worked where you pop a you pop a grenade into like the enemy base building thing mm-hmm. and it explodes but it explodes like so much that like, the whole screen like if you're <laughs> cl- too close this whole screen just goes like white and the whole thing just like like shifts around you're like oh, am I actually going to be alive when I come out of this? And you're just like, okay, no, I am. It's like, <laughs> the effects are great. It feels like you really have like weight behind the things you do, which is cool. But yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. Do we get time to discuss anything else or should we wrap it up for next week? Yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll like, maybe we'll wrap it up and talk about it next week. I mean, I'm, I've been, just to touch on it super lightly, I mean, I've been like looking at a few things to do post 42. I was talking about it with chat, like, some testing stuff, obviously that's fine. Like labs was kind of the first thing because it's easy enough to go and get the MCC, GPSA. It's like something a bit different. I want to do stuff that's a bit different. Like hardcore is also maybe on the list as well. Like people really liked it when I did hardcore last time. Um, so yeah, I'm just like, I'm just mulling over what to do. There's like lots of like really kooky ideas. Like, you know, playing like co-op offline, like hide and seek and stuff mm-hmm. like <laughs> that are like possible. We talked a bit about this before with people doing, you know, defend the lighthouse or, you know, the zombie mode in dorms and all that kind of stuff. So I'm still still deciding what to do. But I think, I feel like hardcore could be interesting this way because it's probably like a bit easier than it used to be. Or you, you can still take down the chads, you know? You do the co-op hardcore that you were describing that oh, one well, time. The crazy yeah. one. Uh, there's no way. I just don't think I can systematically make it work. I was like, I have thought about it a lot, but it's like, this takes way too much. Yeah. It almost becomes like a tabletop game. Exactly. Like you've, you've got to like write down stuff after every raid yeah. and like keep track of it all. It's just, yeah, it's just insane. <laughs> I just really wish there was like a proper hardcore mode mm. that we could have, but like hardcore exclusive. But yeah, I'm still... Still figuring out what to do. I mean, maybe I'll play Labs again. Mm-hmm. I think um, for the time being, because I get literally I haven't played Labs until last Friday. So and people enjoy watching Labs because they you know, either don't go themselves or they like to watch you know someone else do it because it's stressful and annoying because just die like seventy percent of raids. I still need the GPSA, so yeah, 
I might go do that first. And then, yeah, I don't know, maybe I'll dabble with hardcore, but might do some other fun stuff too. I'm not sure. So still figuring things out. But yeah, there's lots of different potential ideas out there for random off the wall stuff that could be entertaining at least, you know, even just like meme strategies. I want to like try some stupid stuff like go to dorms or like go you know, spawn somewhere, go to like the hotspot and like drop helmets with flashlights on them or whatever. And like, you know, just do like do some like Abney dude stuff, that yeah. kind of thing. It'd be kind That'd of be entertaining. Fun. Just like off the wall random things. Mm-hmm. See people getting confused with like a wall of flashlights on helmets or whatever. <laughs> like I, I remember I I killed this guy really early on. We couldn't take all his stuff on shoreline and I stripped his body and chat was like, Oh, you should like do something funny. Because it was like right next to the extract. He was over by like past the shoreline. And so he's like gonna be found. And so I sprinkled all of his like non-valuable items around him in like this big circle. And it was just like, it looked like one of the cult circles. I was like, man, can you imagine like when someone finds this guy, he's just got like, all his items around, he's like dead with all the items around him. It's like, make your own like cult circle thing. It'd be quite fun to like do that and then like just scope it out and watch. Although I wouldn't have the patience to sit there and wait. But yeah, there's, there's so much like random stuff you could do. That's mainly, that's mainly what I'm thinking about. But uh, yeah, other, other than that, other than that, as I said, I, I feel more free this wipe than ever and you're shackled down, sadly. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's mainly lagoons, and I just I kind of hate how that system works. Like finding them just feels like a. How did you find them when you did it? Just by chance, Uh, the goons didn't exist when I did Capo. Oh, lucky you! No, because I did it eight years ago. Oh, I thought you did Capo recently. Not recently. Only Lightkeeper. Okay. I haven't done Capo since twenty twenty. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. Which, which, as I said, it coincides with the birth of my first child. So, got Kappa, then my daughter was born, and then I never got Kappa again. <laughs> <laughs> which tells you something. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you kill the goons, what else you got to do? Um, Willer's wallet, maybe some other obscure item that I forgot, and then the guide. I'm kind of like just, I just, yeah, the guide just just feels really boring. I just don't really want to do it. Just out of like pure boredom. Yeah. I mean, it's like at least it's easy. Yeah, it's just you know, it's like a it's boring. It could be a very long time sink. Um, like you know, like because you gotta wait seven minutes if you don't kill this guy or something, and you know, it's like the further you, the more time I invested because it's a lot of loading into raids. You know, if I'm down to like the last map I need and I die to some random, you know, unforeseen consequences happenstance thing. It's like, I got to do that whole two, one hour process all over again. It's just like, does it really, and it's not really challenging. It's just time consuming. It's the issue. Which is kind of the yeah, name yeah. of the game That's with a lot of these quests, but at least yeah. you're interacting more interestingly when you get to fight the bosses. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the thing that kills it for me. It's the time consuming thing. It's just like, I will do this if I just do it enough times. It's like, I have right. the big red button and I just have to press it 1,000 times and there's a 1% spawn chance. Yeah. Like, that doesn't feel... It's like, okay, you know. Yeah, if you have to fight the fight something or go do something, then it's like, okay, I can think about different ways of doing mm-hmm. it. But when you're just like fighting against RNG, you just... It's annoying. Yeah, that's... The killer was like that. Um, I got it Monday. First raid, nothing. He didn't spawn. Reset, second raid. Threw some flashes, heard a voice line I didn't recognize, checked it. Indeed, was Killa one at him. Thank God he had the helmet. Got out. It's like just think because I probably played like thirty or fifty interchange raids throughout the course. I was just like so like so relieved to get that done. Yeah, that one's big. Yeah, 
Kato is huge. Actually. I actually only saw him once dead, and mm. that was it. Every other time, like he would he would spawn, oh, wow. I couldn't find him. Like I don't know where someone might have got him, and I couldn't find the body. Mm. It could like I because you got to run, you got to check a lot of places, you got to run a lot, and there's only so many flashes you can bring. Um, and the yeah. flashes like he may not always yell is one thing I heard. He will yell, but he may not always yell. So you may have just gotten unlucky. Mm. It's just it sucks. Yeah, and you'll um, you'll die as well a lot, right? Like running around yeah. as much. So other play other people are also throwing flashes and looking for killer. Like you could tell we've yeah you can tell when killers on the map if you hear flashes going off you know killers on the map you don't need the little <laughs> you could have missed the yeah. little uh thing not showing up uh, the the lag yeah. switch or whatever you don't talk yeah, about no, it. it's it's crazy yeah. yes yes but at least with the goons at least you just have to kill them yeah but it's just There's no item bird eye I'm worried about I just hate the silent walking stuff it's just that one's actually terrifying so. Yeah, you kind of get lucky and he like runs past you. It's basically how I've seen most people kill him. Yeah. See like various clips, people fight him, they kill one, kill the other, and then Bird Eye just like runs from one position to another, but in front of your sightline, like yeah. stupidly, and then you just get to cut him down. The other part that's crazy is like he'll run he'll run, you know, silently, but then he'll voice line loudly. Like <laughs> what? Yeah. Just I wish I really wish they would just give him like the cultists, I can understand. Okay. Yeah, they should give Bird Eye. Okay, I digress. Anyways, concluding today's well, episode. <laughs> I wish you luck. Thank you. Hopefully by next week you'll be one Willer's wallet away. Yeah. We shall see. Yeah, we shall see. Oh, not that far though. Not that not far. That far. I might. Di- I'm kind of digressing a bit. I want to get long line done. That will give me booze because I just ticked over fifty because I did like a weekly and a daily. Um, you have to do booze. No, but and I don't have to do a long line, but. I like I like interchange when I'm not hunting killer and it you know just to have the quest unlocks done plus the reward you get yeah it's like why not and it's it's something to like when I do like five or six goon raids it's like okay I need to do something that's like actually stimulating the brain besides popping like SJ Bandra. yeah like just I need something else so mm-hmm. that's my something mm-hmm. else good okay yeah. well we will see then we'll see we will see. As always, thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye.